What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to episode 15 of season two of Hit the Books. We got a great lineup this week, the usual NFL rundown of all the games this week, week 13. With that, we also want to touch on some NHL, a wild game last night that we definitely want to chat about. Little NBA and some news in the sports gambling community. It's a good Wednesday to be recording, so let's jump in and introduce the crew, Huff, Ace, and Mackie. Huff, start us off. Big win for the Steelers this week. Kenny looking good. What do you got for me? Yeah, um, couldn't have said it better myself. Steelers getting a big win in primetime football, uh, despite it being against a struggling Colts team. Uh, Like I said, there was a pesky Colts team with an interim coach coming into this week. Uh, Pickett able to get the job done, get his second win on the year, first game-winning drive. Um, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from him. But uh, as far as myself, pretty good weekend on the card, too. 7-0, nine units um, on fire lately. Had an unreal Thanksgiving day uh, with a couple of uh, touchdown props that I ended up taking. Um, some pretty crazy ones fourth touchdown first touchdown just had an absolute day um, great weekend overall I know we're all positive and in the green this weekend so that's a first uh, little round of applause to us pat ourselves on the back for that one that's something that we've been looking for all season that we haven't been able to get so uh, that was something that I was definitely happy going into this week um, but yeah great week definitely my best of the season so far I've uh, been dug myself that hole to start this season and I've been fighting and clawing back all season Finally back above positive, finally back above uh, water and can breathe. Now we'll see what I can do the rest of the season. Um, but as Kobe Bryant once said, the job's not finished. Love that, love that. We will get to everyone's records here shortly. A great week in the NFL across the board for for the boys here. Ace, let's go to you next. Pat's not able to do it on Thanksgiving last week, but big Thursday night game again this week. What do you think, buddy? Oh, just two big back-to-back games for the Patriots, right? Um, really getting hosed over by the refs on that Hunter Henry catch. I know Mackie disagrees with me, but uh, the rest of New England agrees with me, so that's all that matters. Um, I'd like to <laughs> shout out Huff for that Kobe Bryant quote right there. It was pretty tough. Um, other than that, though, the Boston Bruins continue to be the best team in the league. Uh, they refuse to lose at home, which is kind of insane. Uh, we still don't card that every game, which is nuts to me. But, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, great Thanksgiving. Uh, hope everybody, all of our listeners, have one too. Um, looking forward to another great week. Like Huff said, positive week all around for the boys, which is nice to see. Um, we're, we've really been picking up the second half of the season. So, uh, got a lot of cards rolling. Uh, make sure you're following all the socials. Max has been crushing it in college basketball. Been killing it with the NHL and the NBA. And uh, NCAA is heating up with both uh, football and basketball, like I mentioned earlier. But, yeah, definitely excited to talk another week here and get it rolling with the boys. Yeah, championship Saturday this weekend for college football, so definitely going to want to look out for that card. I forgot about that. It's a good thing you said that. It's a big weekend this weekend. Lots of stuff going on. Good stuff from you, Ace. Happy to hear it. Mackie, let's go to you. Your Cowboys were able to do it on Thanksgiving last week. What else you got for me, man? Yeah, yeah, Cowboys looked good last week. Should have covered minus 10 points. Obviously, you saw the backdoor covered by uh, Daniel Jones, able to cover the 10 points, ended up losing by eight. But, uh... Yeah, Cowboys look good overall. Um, we we've been killing the killing it in the in the NFL lately. Um, definitely the first time we've all been positive during the, uh, in, over a week span. So um, stick with us. Stick with our uh, football picks. We're doing really well. Um, yeah, as the college football season ends, the college basketball cards definitely gonna be picked up a little. So uh, look out for picks for for uh, from college basketball. We're definitely gonna want to pick that pick that slate up a little more and get some plays out to you guys every single night. Um, other than that, yeah, just uh, another week, another week talking sports. 
You said it, Mackie. Another week talking sports. With that, let's jump into our records from last week, week 12. Terrific week across the board for everybody in this on this podcast here. Huff leading the pack going 7-0 plus 9 whole units. A huge momentum boost, morale boost for him on his card. Unreal. Mackie in second going 6-4-1 plus 4.68 units. Another huge swing there. Unreal. Myself going 6-3 and three plus 2.86 units. And Ace right behind me going 8-8 eight and eight plus 1.18 units. All positive, all good. No complaints from me. What do you boys got for that on the Week 12 records? Pause for uh, Huff. Perfect week, up nine units. Finally positive after that, no offense, but brutal 0-14 start to the season. So, <laughs> you know, we just watched him claw his way back, and it's finally paying off for the kid. Yeah. From fade um, to tail ASAP. Yeah, things turned around pretty quick, obviously, around like week four or five. Um, I think that I don't think I hit one until week three. So uh, obviously being week coming to the end of week 12, able to find myself. I don't know my exact record, but I think it's like 44 somewhere around there. I'm a couple games above 500 now. So um, just sticking to my guns. That first half under was huge for my comeback. Uh, and obviously, anytime you go seven and oh, two huge touchdown props on Sunday night football. Miles Sanders, Ace, you had that one with me. And then Christian Watson, plus 290 to end the night. Uh, Mackie, you had that one with me. Just two unreal prop hits to end the end the week. Obviously, like I was telling Jesse, I was I was six and zero plus six point one, and then that seventh one was for two two point nine units. That's what really was the huge jump. So, um, shout out to Christian Watson and Miles Sanders for bringing home the bread. Icing on the cake. Huff, I'm disappointed in you not going with your boys to get you to ten and zero though. You could have, you could have got a nice value with the Yinzers hometown. I know, but, I, uh, I know. It was it nice, to see, like was nice to see the other boys. Especially if they it's lost, nice you would have looked like push. such a push at like you being a Steelers fan, taking Steelers money line. Oh yeah, and, uh, as the last play of the week, and then you oh. just end up going seven and one. <laughs> it's if, yeah, no, it's was, the fact that, that it's the fact that I'm. I mean, I'm one. I'm positive one point nine eight now, but. Uh, it's the fact that uh, just the crazy week and like Mackie, like we said, like plus nine, plus ten. It's just, I mean, insane week anyway. So I just wanted to put it to an end. Obviously, had some stuff off the card. I did take them off the card, so um, that was nice. But as far as the, <laughs> yeah, but I know what you mean. But I'm never gonna complain about seven and zero. So let's keep things rolling into this week. It's obviously gonna be tough to top that, but um, I, I like some plays this week. So we're gonna have to see what I can do. What we all can do. We had a hot week. Let's continue with that. For myself, I got to quote one of our uh, favorite memes, I believe it is. I ain't gonna lie, they had us in the first half. So I'd like to see my second half uh, stat line. Maybe I'll have to break that out this week and get it out to the people. Been doing a lot better the last few weeks. Uh, a couple positive weeks in a row, really hitting on some big two-unit plays. Uh, I think one thing that's been hot for me is that Raiders train. They find them paying out high on them early in the year, and they're getting these nice money lines. Taking some alternate spreads, too, which I don't know if a lot of people have noticed. Kind of a cool thing to take if you're taking that... Uh, dog money line why not take a minus two and a half for some good value it's definitely an interesting play to look at it's been working out for me so i'm gonna stick with that trend but uh yeah huff king of the castle this week love to see it love to see the whole squad eating so definitely excited for this week lots of good stuff out of the nfl boys let's keep it rolling let's jump over to some other headlines across the other leagues uh and in the sports gambling world let's start off with the nba lakers blowing a huge fourth quarter lead the other night to suffer another loss 
uh, against the Pacers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, against yeah. the Pacers. Not a good sight for them. They just haven't been on their usual horse like I'm, like we're used to. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, right when the Lakers started to look like they were coming back, you know, started the season 2-10, and 7-11 and before that game last night. And, uh, yeah, they looked like they were playing some good basketball. They started to, starting to come together. And then uh, you're up 17, six minutes left in the fourth quarter, and you end up blowing that lead. Obviously, uh, it's pretty detrimental to a team that's already um, been down in the dumps, and they're just trying to get out of there. But uh, that's just not the direction that they wanted to go in. And, uh, you know, they got to crawl their way back from that now, too. So they have a lot of adversity to deal with this year. But uh, I, I don't know. I think they can figure it out, at least get into the playing tournament, maybe find a way to squeak into a playoff spot. Um, they're definitely not contenders this year, I don't think. They just didn't do do a well enough job, kind of uh, building around LeBron and AD, and you know Rush just isn't performing. So I don't think they have the the potential to actually go anywhere this year, but they could definitely uh, squeak into a playoff spot. Yeah, Mac, I definitely agree with you. Um, that team will be there at the end of the year in some way or another, and who knows when you get into any type of tournament, what noise you can make. But uh, that Western Conference is definitely something interesting to look at with. Uh, not much dividing these teams. Um, the Celtics running away with it in the East a little bit. But in the West, there's still a lot of teams all bunched up. Uh, very similar record, so you can't really count anybody out yet. Um, still early season basketball. Uh, in, in the East, you got the, the Celtics 17-4. and four. That's kind of crazy. I think I saw a stat. It's like, we'll get to this later more with the Bruins. But at the TD Garden, the Celtics and Bruins combined are like 23-1 and one at home. So just something, that's a wagon to look that's out disgusting. for. disgusting. Um, yeah, you got you got to tail things like that. I mean, I, I say it all the time. I'll beat a dead horse, but bet with the streak. That way you don't miss it. Um, so, yeah, other than that, like we alluded to the Pacers earlier. Honestly, we've actually been close to carding them, and the Hawks have been two of the teams we've really liked a lot recently. Um, I'm big on this Pacers record. team. Which one? I'm big on this Pacers team. I, I had them the other night, plus two against the Lakers in that game. Um, I really think they're a good young team, especially in this Eastern Conference. Uh, that's a very top-heavy Eastern Conference, and a lot of these other teams are kind of just in the middle of the pack, uh, going to be fighting for playoff spots maybe towards the end of this season. Uh, this Pacers team, if they keep picking up wins like this, obviously this is a struggling Lakers team, like you guys said, LeBron, AD. AD's doing his job, but LeBron and Westbrook continue to struggle kind of obviously on different levels with LeBron still getting somewhat of the job done. Uh, but the team overall, like Mackie, like you said, it's just a team that you're not going to be seeing. You're not going to be watching this team play late in May. Uh, early June, come the NBA late in the NBA playoffs or finals. Um, this isn't a team that I see contending. And I mean, anytime you have LeBron on a team, I feel like he could just go and walk in the front office and say, um, trade for Kyrie Irving, trade for whoever, you know what I mean? And they'll be there within a week. Um, but it's always tough to say. But LeBron, I think, like you said, th- th- this team will figure it out. I mean, they're, what, 7-11. and 11. They have a tough game against uh, a interesting Portland team, in my opinion, too, with Anthony Simons, Mackie, I know we kind of dogged him all summer after he got that huge contract, and, and he's been a stud. Shooter. Mackie, yeah, what do you, um, I mean. Dame, Dame's back out, though. Dame's out uh, indefinitely, I think. Um, yeah, he's not playing right now. So that just takes, I mean, that team had a hot start. I think that takes away from them a lot, though, obviously. Uh, one of the better players in the league, not and obviously uh, the whole entire face of that franchise. Yeah. Mackie's alluded to this point, uh, week in and week out but really with the nba you have to check the daily lineups if you're going to be taking anything these guys um, yeah, were it's, it's, un- it's unbelievable the, the load management the amount that these players sit out like what a fake the amount league. they get paid what a fake league 
Sick league. Nah, we, we love the NBA, though. Our, our card's been, been rolling. Um, it just heats up more towards the end of the season when it's more competitive. But that's why it's nice to get some of these early lines because those teams that start hot out the gate are pretty much a wagon to jump on. So we, we've been really teams, uh, cashing teams on. I've been re- two teams I've been really liking this year, and I know we've taken them a couple of times, is Atlanta and Indiana. Those are the two teams that I've had my eye on. I think there's a lot of value in both of those teams going into a lot of games just because they're two really young teams that have the ability to score. Um, I've taken, I've watched a lot of Hawks games, and Trey Young has um, not had his best season so far, I don't think, but definitely playing at an elite level. I think he's still a very good player in this league. That's a deep roster, too. Yeah. And, like, that team, they have, um, what's his name, DeAndre Hunter. That that team, just the bench is full of just young dudes, young college players. And, I mean, not college players, guys that were at elite blue blood college programs two, three years ago. These guys are all at the same, you know, within the same two, three-year draft year. Um, they're all kind of meshing as a team together. I think Atlanta's a team that's going to be – they're about a piece, or I know two pieces is a lot to say in the NBA because there's five guys in the starting lineup, and that's technically like – two-fifths of your starting lineup, but if the Hawks can get Trey Young a legitimate big man, this Hawks team is going to be scary. I mean, DeJounte Murray's going off, too. He's got guys having a sick year. That was such a good ad for that yeah. team. Great ad. That uh, that one-two shot that they had with Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. I mean, besides, it's besides the Hawks, them. Besides the Hawks, two teams I really like out East, I think I said this on last week's pod and they've been picking up a little bit, is the Nets getting Kyrie Irving back and Ben Simmons playing basketball, so you can really start to look at them a bit more. And I, I think one of the best teams in the NBA is the Philadelphia 76ers, and they're starting to tr- show their true colors. So I think those are two more we'll have to start looking at, along with the Celtics and the two Huff mentioned earlier. Joel Embiid battling an injury, though. I mean, these, these guys just... I mean, he's one that does play usually 80 games in this season, so I don't really want to say it about him, but... Um, yeah, he's definitely bad. He put, just played his first game after like five games out, I think. So, um, I don't know. You just got to check the lineups. But yeah, the NBA is a sport where you're like the best teams, top two teams. There's always one or two teams that win like 60 to 65 games in a year. And right now it seems like it's going to be the Celtics and the Bucks. And, uh, you know, they win Sun. games by, uh, I don't, I don't really think the Suns are, uh, Suns will be like a, a, a level behind them with like five, six, five to 10 less wins. The Bucks and the Celtics both have more wins already, and I think they're both better than the Suns as well. But um, is Middleton yeah, I mean, back for the Bucks yet? What is Chris Middleton back? I haven't seen him play yet. I know that Mackie. Just to give you a stat check real quick, though, the Suns do have a better record than the Bucks. No, they don't. Suns have Suns are fourteen and six. Bucks are fourteen and five. Oh, you're right. I thought they were both fourteen and six. Still, that's whatever. It's, it's like close. basically the close same enough. record anyway. Yeah, yeah. But like, but I just think the Bucks are way said, better than the Suns. Suns are, Suns are good. Don't get me wrong, but they're. I don't think they're, they're contenders to win a. I just think the East is a lot is a lot stronger than the West this year. It's more it top is. heavy. I wouldn't say it's stronger head to toe. It's definitely more top heavy. You don't think so? It's really close. I mean, there are better. Like the Cavs and the Pacers are playing really good basketball right now, so they're mm-hmm. they're they're upping the East right now, but. If you think about it, Cavs aren't really contenders either, and the Pacers definitely. The Cavs are a team. I, was I mean, there's more teams that there's the more teams out of the West that I think could end up in the like in the uh, finals. If there was a if there was a bet out there, I don't even know if there is. If you could take someone now, either East or West, to win the finals, that would be a crazy bet to look at. But I would definitely go with the East. You have teams banged I'd go up with like the, the Heat too. You can. I'd go with the East just because of uh, the Bucks and the Celtics. I think both of those teams. You can. You can definitely. Both the Celtics. 
Celtics, Celtics, Celtics Sixers, right Nets. Sixers Heat, are all valid teams. Sixers aren't coming in. They're not winning anything, I don't think. I don't think they ever will. Yeah, I agree with that. But they're, they're right there. They have the roster, too. It's just that organization can't figure it out. Their chance was the year that Kawhi hit the buzzer beater in Game mm-hmm. 7. What a shot. That the was best, their uh, – that was probably their only shot chance. of all time. But, yeah, that's all I got on the NBA this week. Great, 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 great stuff out of the NBA. Be sure to tune in for any picks that we have on that on our Instagram and Twitter. With that, let's jump over to what's going on in the sports gambling community. Sports betting is now legal in Maryland through all the major sports books. So big props there. Good job, Maryland. Next up, the American Gaming Association is estimating that 20.5 million Americans plan to bet on the World Cup, driving what they will think to be $1.8 billion in total bets. Ace, what do you think about that one? I just think a lot of that is driven by Team USA, and Huff and Mackey were showing their uh, anti-American colors the other day, trying to take Iran against me. And then I think I didn't take Iran. I took the time. Ninety-four percent of the money. Let me was on let me just USA. say real quick. Let me say real quick. In the seventh minute, I I uh, drew double my money on fucking USA because I knew that they weren't going. to They lose came that out game. hot too. So yeah, dude, I saw. I was like, "There's no way they lose this game." So I quickly switched that around, and I knew it wasn't going to tie. So. I know what I wasn't a crazy get line though. There. What? I think I think Vegas kind of played themselves there because you know that Americans are going to throw so much money on that team. And but that's dude, such this, a generous line. This US team is playing so much better than I think that they are and nobody expects them expected them to be this good. I mean they're they're playing like one of the best teams. I don't they have a tough matchup now with the Netherlands, but uh better Pulisic than England is going to be Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um Netherlands is you need Pulisic back, and you need him at full health, too. So that'll be interesting to monitor. Definitely. But it's been I fun to watch, and I'm happy that we uh, clinched. Yeah, that was, that was a good game. That was cool. It's fun to watch. Cashed out heavy on it, too. Yeah, lots of good stuff out of the World Cup. Not a lot of stuff from good stuff from us, but, you know, it's a fun thing to watch, but I don't like soccer. I'm, I'm sick of it now. The next thing I got is that the U.S. commercial casino industry had its best quarter ever, winning over $15 billion from gamblers in the third quarter of this year. I've read that it's just been like an increasing number. Just every quarter just gets more and more aggressive. It's kind of wild. And back to the NFL, opening weekend was one of the, for the records as well. GeoComply, one of who compiles info from top online sportsbooks, said it processed 103.1 million logins in week one of the NFL. With that, New York led the pack with 15.7 million logins, PA behind them with 15.3 million, New Jersey in third with 13.5 million. That's a 72% increase from last year before sports betting was legal in New York, Louisiana, Connecticut, and Arkansas. It's a pretty interesting one there. What do you think, Ace? No, I was just saying that's, that's some crazy numbers. It's wild, isn't it? Like just Yeah. You love to see it. Yeah. Let's jump over to the NHL. Let's just get this out of the way. Bruins are thirteen and zero on home ice. They're doing very well, Ace. You want to get your little skabattle out of the way? 13-0-0 this season to start on their home ice. 20-0 in their last 20 games on home ice. Just a crazy thing to monitor. Um, 
I know Huff and I were going back and forth a little bit last night. We we come up with some really good NHL picks. Uh, you guys have probably seen our card that are listening. But uh, we actually take a, a good amount of time each day debating it, looking at the schedule, the matchups, uh, everything. We get in some heated it. conversations over this shit. Yeah, but that's people the think way we're you just forcing plays. No, I know. Yeah, I'm saying people think it's. Yeah, it's not forced. Like I think we 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 again beating a dead horse. You have to look into these things. NHL and NBA, so many games each week. You have to look into important things. That's what determines the outcome. Who's starting in net? Uh, where's the game being played? Is it a back to back? Um whatnot all of that stuff really goes into it then the line itself is another thing that we like to toy with obviously with this podcast but um yeah the boston bruins playing the best hockey i've seen in my lifetime i said it before the season started on the podcast and mackie was kind of dogging me that this is the most talented bruins team we've ever seen and it's true when taylor hall's on your third line I mean, not much is going wrong we're firing firing on all cylinders and finally at a full roster so um just great to see it's that coaching change we talked about a lot last week but definitely everybody should be uh riding that streak while you can especially at home why wouldn't you you're getting good lines too they're beating good teams i know they have a tough stretch coming up they just played tampa bay tampa bay uh carolina and florida now they get colorado colorado and vegas so that'll be interesting to see maybe get some good lines on a really good team again so definitely be on the lookout for uh our picks there um jesse what other teams uh do we have on this uh this week's episode to talk about so last night being tuesday night the kraken and the kings game nine to eight score in ot just a wild game our group chat here was just going off i mean you guys were talking about betting the over under of 13 and a half i know ace i think ace did like holy shit like what do you i don't even i can't even th- i don't know i don't even i don't even have words yeah. for that it's a it's a football score. I think I a good way to put it last night is there was more points scored than Russell Wilson and the Broncos can put up on a any given Sunday. So it was definitely a fun one to watch. I think as Mackie and I were talking about it, we we're like, holy shit, it's four to four. Next minute, five to four. Next minute, six five. We're like, geez, the goals keep flying. And I hope Mackie rode with me. I don't know if he did, but I took thirteen and a half and fourteen and a half when the game was at like twelve or ten, I did and not. they just kept piling in. They couldn't stop a puck last night. I think Pedersen. Pedersen was five. awful. Like straight and up quick shots. Let him five straight up shots that I like genuinely think I would be able to make a save on. Like he was literally letting in. It was just shots from the top of the circle. Like, he was seeing clean. I don't know. It was just shut, not shut up, my boy Matty Benyers, though rookie of the year right there. I think he's going to end in the year with that one. He's been hot lately, so he was really eating last night. Those West Coast teams have a lot of talent, but no back end uh, studs or net minding. So that was definitely a good one. Great hit for us last night to keep the card at 500. Um, yeah, the Oilers the other night, I think, Jesse, uh, we wanted to talk about that one too now. Yeah, we also capitalized on the Oilers. Yeah, we barely, I, honestly, we picked the right one in that Kraken Kings game. After a while, I was like, I don't even know, you know, who knows what's going to happen. One team's just going to skyrocket off. Uh, but the plus y- odds too, you love to see it. Right, absolutely. Um, yeah. But with last night, we did not hit on abs going one and one last night. But before that, on Monday, Edmonton versus Florida, we hit on that one, minus 110. A solid hit there to start the week off. Yeah, that was, that was a great game. I don't know if anybody tuned into that one. Hoff, did you see that one? No. No, that was, uh, it was a good matchup. I think it was Florida-Edmonton, I believe. And it went down to the wire. It was one-to-one going into the third, and then... With literally with 4.9 seconds left off the faceoff, the Oilers tie it up. And then you know in overtime at home, McDavid a dry side McDavid, of the winner. That's, I saw the yeah. yeah, I saw the 
I saw the um, the highlight on NHL Network. I'm always laying in bed watching NHL Network at night, so I see all those fire goals whenever, obviously, um, that OT winner. And, and we were texting about it. Dry Seidel. Was it Dry Seidel to McDavid or yeah, vice versa? McDavid to Dry Seidel. Yeah. Dude, they're just yeah, they're disgusting. So crazy. I think it's just Mackie and I up at those crazy hours of the night watching always, the West Coast always, games. <laughs> yeah, always. I mean that's where you can that's where you can make some good live bets though. Like really, if I'm being honest with you. But no, great games to watch. I love watching the West Coast teams in the NHL. High flying offenses usually. So, um, yeah, we've been cashing in on the West Coast a lot. Vegas uh, and those California teams and the Kraken, who Huff Huff kind of put us onto them earlier in the year, I believe. And we've kind of been riding them a bit more. They're, they're one of the top teams in the league right now. They're rolling. I don't know why they're, they still scare the I crap swear they're, out of me. I swear, they're, I swear they're like underdogs like every game. It's crazy. I think they are. Right? Right? It's crazy. I think, uh, Jesse, you were talking about that loss with the Avalanche last night. One thing I wanted to call out is I think we're going to stay away, and I'd advise our betters, too. If you see Connor Hellebuck in that, one of the best uh, goaltenders in the NHL over the last few On years, honestly. Yeah, on his home ice, um, he had that 40-save shutout against the best team in the NHL. I mean, everybody, you ask any random Joe on the street who's the best team in the NHL, it's Colorado Avalanche. You shut him out on 40 shots, it's a pretty good night. So I, I would say stay away there. Um, maybe look into them a little bit, actually, but that's a tough thing to bet against. Yeah, we, mi- we missed that one. Yeah, we did, sadly. I think we even talked about it, too, here on the pod, just like – Stay on, like Ace said, stay on those good teams, and the Avs were one of those good teams coming into this season. So, interesting stuff there. With some sadder news, Chris Letang of the Penguins suffered his second stroke on Monday. The Penguins front office announced this Wednesday morning he is out indefinitely. Very sad news here for the city of Pittsburgh. Big player here in the NHL. Not ever good to hear something like that. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, I saw that he wasn't playing last night, and I was pretty surprised. And anytime you hear something like this, he, I don't know exactly how old he is. He's probably like 33, 32, somewhere in there. I thought um, he was 35. Is he? He might be up there. 34, Isn't 35. is this his second stroke? Yeah, he had yeah, one back in 2014. In and he said so, he expects to play again. Yeah. Is he, are these just like things that happen? They said, he doesn't, that he they said he's not experiencing any of the minor or any of the major long-term effects that are caused by a stroke. Yeah, I did see that. Like, so like, obviously, no, like, he still I mean, has dude, he's control a f- of everything in his dude, body. Like, so here's my thing. Like, I know a stroke's a stroke, but like, this dude's in peak athletic human shape. Like, it, it could just you're be telling a me that clot. shit. Yeah, like, it's exactly. I feel like what th- it is. Like, those dudes are in such good shape. I feel like that shit affects them differently than it would like me or like one of us. That's like, I mean, we're all like, we're not. You know what I mean? Just idiots that just sit around all day and do nothing but like you know what i mean like i feel yeah, like it's gonna be you hard think that actually comes into play when it like you're talking about i don't stroke, know like, i i think it does but like like you cool. but like obviously letang is just like some hereditary shit or like he has some disease definitely wish the best for him uh whole pod well wishes to uh chris letang such an integral piece of that team in the dynasty they built. Um, they gave him that big deal in the offseason, too. So we're really hoping to see him back on the ice in uh, Pittsburgh soon. Yeah, I was literally just saying the other day that the Penguins should start looking for a, maybe a defensive piece to bring in at the deadline uh, to play with him since Dumoulin hasn't really been up to my standards or the standards that I'd like him to be playing at. He should be playing um, so obviously much better. You, you get this news, and obviously um, – 
bigger than hockey. I mean, second sport or second stroke in how many years we said that's crazy for someone his age. We just talked about that, but um, yeah, it's best of luck to him. Obviously, I mean, I think speak for everyone here, but crazy to hear something like that. And it's, I was most shocked to, to hear a second one, but I guess that's probably not that uncommon to have a second one if you have a first one at thirty or he was like a, before he was thirty. So, I mean, I'm not a doctor, so. I'm kind of just talking out of my ass, but definitely want to get him back on the ice. But if it's this season, that'd be crazy, but hopefully so. Like Ace said, we gave him the big deal. Definitely want to see him back on the ice, but um, just hope he gets back to well. Because I've seen some – I've had some of my most favorite Pittsburgh athletes ripped away from me by injury. Ryan Shazier, number one. Um, now, obviously, Latang. I just hope he's able to get back on the ice, and this isn't the way that he goes out. So, um, yeah, best of luck to him. Some interesting stuff here out of the NHL. Keep an eye on our card. We always got plays coming out. Always good stuff there. The card is looking good as of late. So let's move forward. Let's jump into the NFL. OBJ is on the lookout for a new team. What do we got here? The Bills, Giants, Cowboys, a little bit of Chiefs, the Ravens. What do we think? Where do we think he might end up? I you think see, uh, the You see the podcast with Von Miller? Oh, I heard what about he that. Yeah, Von, well, you guys see Von Miller. He has his show, and yeah. uh, he has he has a lot of good people on. He's like, he's coming on down here, I guess. I don't think he's leaving. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think his, two, his two main destinations should either be Dallas or Buffalo. Because I, I slowly, wouldn't go to Buffalo. But he, I mean, he doesn't have to be a big guy up in Buffalo, obviously. I mean, you could be like that, that third option that – Obviously, he can still play the game at, any, at an elite level, and he still has some of the best hands in the league, I bet. But he's not who he was like seven years ago. So, I mean, I don't uh, – seven years might even be too long. I don't even know. But um, he's not who he used to be. And so I think he can go to Dallas and be a checkdown guy who can get an extra a few yards after carry and shit like that. Or same thing in Buffalo, who Josh Allen can just find so he doesn't have to run the ball as often or something. But – I. I just don't think uh, any other destination. I mean, what are you going to do? Go to go to New York and play with Daniel Jones? Like, I, I don't know. I just uh, think those are his two most uh, logical destinations. I understand your theory. I'm surprised that the Buffalo Bills are even in on him. I thought they liked what they have in that mix of that. Yeah, I, that, I didn't even think that they were going to be in the question, to be honest. I was just like, it, I think it it's the I like idea Isaiah of, McKenzie. I think it's the idea of going all in. Everyone's trying to do what the Rams did last year. They, 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 yeah, they like think that's like the proven winning like formula like the Rams figured it out they're like oh just trade for a big name sign a big receiver at the deadline boom you're gonna win a Super Bowl yeah especially with Von Miller he literally did that exactly didn't he He just jumped ship like he joined the Rams I think it was a trade though but and now he's going to he went and bag chased essentially but he joined this the super team contender now he's gonna get his boy Mm -hmm. to do the same he's like hey we just won there and did it let's replicate that here but at the same time, exactly. I personally would go to Dallas. The market for him, knowing who he is, um, he'd get treated perfectly by Jones and Co. And I think that's just the best fit overall. Dak Prescott, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. Um, top 10, I'd say. Maybe 8. We had this conversation last week. But with the CeeDee Lamb and Gallup as your 3, and then you put Odell at your 2 he's, spot. I, I, I would go there with Baltimore. That's where I would go. I, I might be biased, but he's, I think he's starting to make a case for like top 5. Right now, at least. I mean, the way he's playing. Off the top of your head, name 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 your top quarterback. I'm I'm one that has always said Dak Dak sits around like eight to ten. 
But I, dude, the mm. way he's playing this year, I mean, he's put up forty points against the Vikings. He's sitting at he's that offense is definitely one of the best. I think they average the most points per game since he's been back in the league. Uh, what is it, week six? He came back or something like that. So I mean, he's putting up the numbers. I don't top five off my head. You got you got to go, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. Yeah, Burrow. Jalen Hurts. Okay, I'm taking know. Dak over Lamar right now. That's what I'm saying, dude. I didn't like. Mm. I, I, I could be biased, but right now, yeah, why not? Right now, right now, like this week, yeah. I mean, I think you have to over the past couple switch, weeks. At Lamar's switch, switch Lamar I, and Dak spots, though. I am taking Jalen Hurts over over Dak right now, though. Hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not sold. Dude, have you been watching? Them? You're I'll, sold on Fields, but you're not sold on just Jalen Hurts. No, but I, I'm not saying. All right, that's a different conversation. I'm sold well, on. We're not talking. About, we're not talking about Fields being a top five guy. So I guess I understand yeah. what you're saying. I, mean, I know what you're saying, um, but I'd I'd put Hurts in that eight to ten conversation like I do with Press. All I right, just had so that. I, that, that you, question seemed that when I asked that, it seemed so aggressive. I was just like, well, "This is coming from the same dude that backs up Justin Fields to the grave." I'm he saying Justin like Fields is Hurts a starter on. in the NFL with potential. That's what I'm saying. Okay. okay. Mac, you're saying yeah, no, kicked to the curb. Mean. Okay, I said at the beginning of the season, he, he, he deserves a starting spot. Yeah, Mac, <laughs> Mac you thought he shouldn't even be a backup in the league. At, well, the coming season. into the season, yeah. Like his resume up until the season, yeah, he shouldn't he shouldn't even, even have been a uh, Did you see that tweet I sent in our group chat his, the other day? His, um, legs, his legs get him into the starting spot. I actually think before this season, I, when we were looking ahead at the schedule, I actually think I said Trey Lance, Justin Fields, week one is going to be a good matchup, and that turned out to be a, eh, was just a rain show dud game. He gave us the best Justin picture Fields. of the year. Yeah. I used that in one of the TikToks. Yep, that's the coolest one, I think. No, but Fields, uh, potential, sure. But yeah, Odell will be fun to watch. I mean, it's crazy how long he's letting the sweepstakes go on. Is he even healthy yet? He's I think he's dragging it out just as long as possible. Yeah, he just wants to be in the media. He likes being courted by the teams. Yeah. Playing, not so much. Yeah, like, do you want to play in week 13? Like, I mean, <laughs> all he's doing is waiting and seeing who's getting a bye, I think. Yeah. And I think he should – I didn't even say where I think. I think he should go to Dallas because I think Dallas has an, not an easy shot, but an easier shot at the Super Bowl than the Bills. The NFC sucks. Dallas, Dallas is going to play Tom Brady in the Bucks first round, so – also, do you want to play? How easy of a in, game really do, is would you that? would you would you rather play in AT and T Stadium or would you rather play in the snow in Buffalo? Yeah, agree with that. It's a tough call. Okay, but Dallas is lined up to play Bucks in the first round. Who do you think is going to win that game? Tom Brady. I there's so much that's going to go into all of that though. Like we'll see down the stretch. Maybe the Dallas Cowboys tank a few games so they don't. They should. The man. Bucks. Yeah. No, it's, can, that's that's weird. We'll talk about that when we get to, to these games, to... but the it's NFC gotta... South is straight. All righty. With that, let's jump into our normal NFL slate. Lots of good stuff here out of week 13. Let's kick it off. Thursday night football, the Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. The favorite here is the Bills, only at a minus four. Their money line at minus 188 in the over-under, sitting at 43.5. Going to be a big game here, Ace. The trends I got are 
some trends for the primetime. Jesus. <clears throat> I got some trends here for the primetime under. The under is 5-1 in, in Buffalo's last six games against the AFC and 6-0 and in the last six games, 7-2 in the last nine games overall. So lots favoring the under for this Bills team. The Patriots are 9-2 straight up in their last 11 Thursday home games, as well as 7-3 against the spread in their last 10 games at home. So do we like the Patriots in Gillette Stadium this week? Ace, why don't you kick us off your Patriots on Thursday night? Yeah, this is going to be a great matchup. I think Mackey texted it last week after the uh, after all the games took place. He's like, oof, big game this weekend. I'm like, oh, yeah, and I'm ready for it. Bill Belichick is too. And the Patriots are ready to roll as well. They looked really good on Thursday night football last week. Again, excuse me, against the uh, Vikings, they played their best football of the year, I think. The defense didn't show up, which is surprising considering they've been the driving force of the whole season. But Mac Jones really stepped up, and uh, it's nice to see. I think if they can put that offense together, uh, again, keep it rolling, and the defense steps up like they always do at home, they've been lights out in, in Gillette, then they really have a good shot at winning. The Patriots, uh, at least their offense is trending up. And the Bills have been playing weird football lately. I don't know if Josh Allen's banged up or whatnot. I know Von Miller's out of the game. Um, a few other injuries on their side. So I do like the Patriots' money line here. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one, I think. Puffs first half under. I know last week the Patriots and Vikings kind of popped off to start the game. Weird matchup, but uh, I think these two teams play close to the vest, and I'm really gonna love that first half under that Huff's been riding all year long. Um, Mackie, where do you stand on this uh, Bills-Pats divisional tilt? Yeah, I'm definitely uh, definitely up in the air in this game. You're right, the Bills have been not who we've expected them to be the pe- these past few weeks. Josh Allen's making mistakes left and right. Um, he's been throwing interceptions like it's his job. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, because Patriots got to win this one at home. It's, they're 6-5. and five. They're in a, You're sitting right outside of a, a wild card spot right now. Um, none of those teams look like they're moving right now. The Jets are playing good football. Mike White's looking... Looking like unbelievable after last week. We'll get into that. But um, Joe Burrow's playing good football. The Chargers are right on their ass as well. Um, Patriots can't be giving up these games, especially at home. It's a divisional game. You gotta win one. You gotta win the game at home. And um, I think they get it done in this situation. I think Mac Jones coming off. What do you throw? Three hundred and eighty passing yards last week. Um, he looked yeah, good. career he looked, career game. Yeah, he looked he looked unbelievable. Um, he's got all the confidence in the world. Patriots need this win, and I think they can get it in a prime time situation. Great, great value on that line too. I think they're at like plus one fifty five, yeah, at plus four. They opened at a plus five. They're already sitting at th- at three and a half. So it's already moving in their in their favor. Huff, I didn't know if you heard me uh, say this earlier, but I think one of my favorite plays this week is uh, your first half under in that game. These two divisional teams going to keep it close to the vest, and the Patriots knowing that they need to keep it low scoring if they want to have a chance at winning this one. And the trends all favor yeah. the unders for the Bills as well, Huff. Really? I've seen. I saw something the last so many times these teams play each other. The overs hit. Uh, I just uh, as of late, the Bills uh, are very on the under. The unders five and one. The Bills last six games against the AFC. Six and zero in the last six road games. Seven and two in the last nine games overall. The Bills and yeah, Patriots haven't had a true game in a while. If you remember last year, the Patriots won that fluky uh, win game. Oh yeah, the Bills win blew game. them out in the playoffs. There was a second matchup that I don't recall off the top of my head but we've yet to see really these two teams go at it with a good good output from both sides but you might be right Huff. might be an interesting little uh northeast 
little rivalry matchup. Do we know what the weather's like? What's the weather like in New England tomorrow, weatherman days? Oh, it's pouring. I hit the mute button. It's pouring here today, so, I mean, I don't know. It's it's literally pouring. It's storming. So, if it can keep raining and Bill Belichick can conjure up some more wind, that would definitely be uh, that'd be good for the brand tomorrow. But it looks like it's going to be sunny and cold. Yeah, cold high of 41, low of 25. Sunny. Snow? Rain? No, 0% of precipitation all day. I like the over. Really? I like the over. 43 and a half. Yeah, big I, but Mac Ace, Jones guy. I could see, but Ace, I could see this being how I said. Like, I've done that a couple of times. I when I think the game's gonna go under, I take the first half under because they start slow, and then the teams can come out in the first possession of the second half. Boom, touchdown, touchdown. All of a sudden, there's 14 points right there. That first half under that was, you know what I mean? I'd have it at 20, 21. This game it might even be lower, at like 19. That could hit. Ten, you know what I mean? Ten to six in the first half. Bills could come out. Boom! Touchdown. Patriots answer. Touchdown. Like I know games like this, it's hard to predict, but I don't know. Dude, these, I like forty-three and a half. First half total is sitting over. at an even twenty-one. These primetime overs oh, have been tempting. smacking yeah. ever since the beginning of the season, too. I mean, even last, even on Monday, it was Colts, Colts, um, Steelers. Who's who's taking that game over on a primetime game? It ends 40, 42 points, I think it was. So, um. Wait, what was it? It was 21-17. What? The 24-17. Steelers? 24-17. Yeah. So it was 41. So that even that overhit. So, I mean, ever since the beginning of the season, all the, everyone had the um, trend that the, these primetime unders are hitting. Everyone's already on it now. So now these overs seem to be hitting. And I think this is uh, another game where it could – I mean, both offenses have been moving. So Vegas has it right. Yeah, but be be wary, though, especially like Bill Belichick need, knows he needs to play ball control football against – the Bills, and I know last week against the Vikings, that game started 88 and out the gate, right? Like two scores on opening drives by the team, Vikings and Patriots. I, I, I don't see a lot of points on the scoreboard this week. I see maybe a couple touchdowns for the Patriots with like three field goals. I see the Bills getting stymied, maybe a touchdown and like three or four field goals, a big Tyler Bass day. This could be a big... Uh, a big over one and a half field goal prop game. Nick Folk loves loves putting him through the pipes. He's our most explosive offensive player, so look for him to have a big game. That's never a good thing to say about your NFL team, and there's been a couple points in my Steelers fandom career that I've said that about my team as well. It, yep, yep. No, nah, it's it's all play. Jacoby Myers has been upgraded to active for the game too, so that's definitely an interesting piece to see. It'll be a I good like one Kendrick for sure. Bourne. He doesn't play. I know. I like him, though. Him and Devontae yeah. Parker. I used to love Devontae Parker on the Dolphins. They have, Patriots have so many twos and threes on their team. They should offload some of them. You know? Like, you don't really know. That's, like basically, so you know that's, basically, what the, that's basically what the Steelers just did with Claypool, and you guys were trying to get another number two in Claypool. No, those guys are ones compared to who we have. Yeah, I the, know what you mean. The Steelers breed stud receivers. These guys are all small possession receivers. I know Parker's a little bit bigger, but... It was nice to see uh, Hunter Henry. I know Huff, uh, I saw our followers probably saw that on Twitter. <laughs> Huff hit big with a next drive touchdown. I still Hunter can't Henry. believe that's who it was, dude. But his first half of the season is like my uh, my stats on the card, really dead, not even alive. And his resurrection's been strong with touchdowns the last few games. So definitely might should be it, looking at a prop for him. Sh- should he have had two? Oh, he should have had two. I said it earlier. He should have had two. 
But what are you going to do? That's all right. That's all right. Football gods will get it back in our favor. Josh Allen, he's going to throw a few interceptions this week. That's one of the plays I might love is a Josh Allen interception. Probably a good line on that, too. Seems like a biased play. He throws an interception every week, though. I'm, I was just fucking with you. True. Do you remember you remember when I called that interception by Sauce Gardner against him? I'm 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 calling again this week. It's gonna be Jack Jones. The rookies love picking him off. All right, I'm sick of talking about the Patriots. Let's move on. Yeah, I will be clipping that. Let's move over to Sunday, the one o'clock slate, starting off with the New York Jets at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings the favorite here at minus three. Their money line at minus one fifty four in the over under, sitting at forty four and a half. The trends I got here are the Vikings have won 11 straight as the favorite. Their money line sitting at minus 154 this week. And the Jets are 6-2 and two against the spread in their last eight games on the road, sitting plus three. So what do we think? Those trends sitting in a good spot with this game, I think. Mac, you want to get us going? Yeah, uh, I really like this game because, um, you know, Jets coming off a nice win with Mike White. Mike White looked really good last week. Uh, absolutely tore apart a pretty, pretty bad defense. I guess Bears don't don't have any, uh, any uh, very good defensive players except for is that Eddie Jackson in the backfield. But um, this is a good game. Jets sitting at seven and four. Vikings nine and two. Vikings are, if they're not playing the NFC East, they're they're a top three team in the in the league. So um, this will be a good game. You're gonna see a lot of money coming in on Minnesota, obviously because. Everyone's still not as high on the Jets as, as they should be, I think, sitting at 7-4, and four, but uh, most people don't really think of them as being such a good team. I like them to definitely put up a good fight here. I think uh, their offense is going to be able to move on this Vikings on this pretty bad Vikings defense. Um, it's going to be more of a high-scoring game. I like the over. It's only sitting at 44.5. I think uh, it'll probably move up a little. It's already moved up from 41.5, so um, definitely more of a high-scoring game, I think, but I think the Vikings going to figure it out at the end, probably get a win. Um, could be pretty, could be pretty, uh, a pretty tough loss for this Jets team as they're fighting for a wild card spot right now. But this, uh, this Vikings offense might just be a little too much for them. I'm, I think you're on the Jets. Are you? No, I'm on the Vikings. See, dude, I like Mike White. I think this is a huge game for this Jets team. The AFC East so tight right now. Sala knows what he has to do. He, has, I mean, it's not going to be an easy job to go into Minnesota and get a win. Um, I like the plus three and a half with the Jets. I think Mike White and the ability, what he adds to that offense is everything that Zach Wilson wasn't able to do, and that's accurately throw a football. And, I mean, if you're asking me what kind of guy I want a quarterback, I want an accurate. I mean, I'm not saying Mike White's the next coming of fucking Tom Brady, but compared to Zach Wilson – um, I really like what he's capable of, and I know this Jets team doesn't have um, Brees Hall like they did at the beginning of half of the year when I was taking them a lot, um, but Garrett Wilson, this team, they've been able to score points. I really like what this Jets team has done. The defense, I've been hyping up their defense all year. Um, I just think this is a perfect time for Kirk Cousins to slip up and lose a game, um, but I'm going to give them the points. I like the Jets. We, we've we seen Mike White before, though, and uh, he hasn't really, uh, what do you think, he's gotten that much better in the he might have just had a good game. I just I think it's an opportunity thing. Like this, if he wins this week, Zach Wilson is done. Well, Zach Wilson's already done. I think the way he's addressed the media, even just the way, the way he portrays himself, he's definitely just he knows he's not he's not getting another chance. He's missing three yard yeah, dump offs. The, he's throwing it five feet the Jets, over, the, no. over their head. 
But I real I think Mike I think Mike White is like honestly pretty good for that team. Like, I think, like, that's a really nice gap quarterback. I think he's been very good for this team, and I think he has shown that he can get it done. But I, I don't want to jump the gun on this guy right away. I just think it, I think it's a big game. I think it's more of a not necessarily what can he do. It's more the whole team around him, the defense. They know what's at stake. If they want to stay alive in this playoff race, there's a huge divisional matchup on Thursday between the Bills and the Patriots that we just talked about. Um, and if you guys like the Patriots and the Jets win this game, they have the same amount of Bills or wins as the Bills. So they're definitely hanging around in the AFC East. I know we've been talking about how elite that uh, division's been all year with these wins, and they keep picking up, but. I don't know. I think this is a, I, this is when I was talking before, and I said there's a couple of rack games that I don't know why I like them, but I do. This is the first one. And it's the Jets. Yeah, Huff, I kind of agree with you. This is such a tough game. That's a pesky Jets team. They have a lot of good pieces, but so much um, unfamiliarity. One thing that I, I keep playing with myself in my head about who I want to take in this one. I'm probably not going to take either side when it comes to that. Uh, I do like some props. I'm eager to see the match between. J.J. Edison, Sauce Gardner, that'll be a great one to watch on Sunday. But um, one thing I do think about is both these teams should be due for a loss, so you can't really even use that narrative here. But the Patriots handled the Jets twice. I know that Zach Wilson started, but if the Patriots can handle them twice, both in their stadium and at home, and the Patriots just lost to the Vikings, therefore the Vikings should handle the Jets. I'm not leaning aside, but I, I do think the Vikings covered the three here. Not taking one. This might be a prop game, but not even at the same time, because I've said it before on this podcast, this Jets team's scary. This is a stay-away game for me. Maybe it changes, and I get Vikings minus three stuck in my head, and I just stay with it. But I, like Max said, a lot of the money's going to be there. And This Jets team is pesky. A lot of good pieces on both sides of the ball. And it's a gritty team led by Robert Sala, so it's a stay-away for me. But it'll be a fun one to watch for sure. I think this is a really good game to try to live live bet on because if the Vikings go up seven nothing on the first possession, you're getting the Jets at plus ten, plus eight and a half. Um, that's obviously a whole different ball game than plus three. And Mackie, I think I texted you last week when the Packers were playing the Eagles. You said, "What side are you leaning?" Because I didn't take any side, and I said, "I'm gonna wait for the Eagles to go up seven nothing and take the Packers plus ten and a half." And that's exactly what happened. And that's exactly what I did. That's some nice some of these Sunday some of these Sunday night games, I'll literally just wait for someone to score. I mean, unless I give a pick on the spread before, but like if I don't take anything on the spread, I usually just sit around and wait for the best time to buy in. And I'm like, all right, the Eagles are good, but they're not beating them by ten. This game's been so back and forth. That, you know what I mean? They're hanging with them. There's other weeks like um, I can't necessarily think. I think it was the Steelers against the Dolphins. They went down. I got the Steelers that game at like plus thirteen. I already had them at plus seven. Um, there's a lot of games that just like I always say, these when you get that many points in the NFL, it's so hard for teams to cover that in prime time. Good stuff out of that first one o'clock game. The next one we got is the Denver Broncos at the Baltimore Ravens. An interesting interesting spread here at eight and a half points in the Ravens' favor. Their money line sitting at minus four hundred in the over under sitting at thirty eight and a half. I don't got any trends here, so let's pass it to Huff. Huff, what do you think? Broncos and Ravens here, another 1 o'clock matchup. Um, Yeah, obviously my – I don't even want to call them my Denver Broncos anymore. They just keep losing. Um, Ross, obviously last week, AC sent me the thing. He was ranked the 33rd best quarterback, and there's 32 teams in the NFL. Um, so that's not a stat that you want to see coming for a guy that you paid $250 million to come over and be um, your supposed franchise quarterback. An interesting line coming in this week against Baltimore. 
Um, Baltimore, they haven't been able to cover a three-point spread the past couple weeks, let alone an eight-and-a-half-point spread. Um, I do like the Ravens here. I'm not going to take it, but I don't know. That Broncos plus eight-and-a-half is very tempting, and I would not be surprised if I'm jumping on the Broncos. I just feel like it's sooner or later. Um, I don't know. I think I'm now jumping off the Broncos is when they're going to hit, so I might just stay with my boys. Eight plus eight-and-a-half, I kind of like it, so... I don't know. This Ravens See, team, it's at home. It's an ugly pick. You guys are going to say, how can you keep picking this team? It's just kind of the same thing that I said about the Giants and the Jets. Whenever I jump off is when it's going to lose um, or keep hitting kind of thing. So at this point, the Broncos are just that kind of team. I'm going to keep riding. And with 80% of the money on Baltimore, I like it. Ball, uh, Raven, or what's fuck, whatever they're called, the Broncos, plus eight and a half. I- See, I really love the Ra- or the Ravens here, but I just I can't bet on that team anymore. I mean, the amount of times this team has screwed me, and I didn't even take them last week, and I would have killed them, or I, I would have. I don't even know what I would have done with it if I had them last week. They blew another game. I had the Jets. Um, yeah. Don't I mean, worry, I had them. Yeah. Well, yeah. At least it screwed one of us. But um, Broncos, on the other hand, another team you can't bet on. I just don't see this team generating any offense, and that's the problem with the Ravens. Yeah, I won't touch this game. This is a bad. Game. The problem, the problem with the Ravens is that uh, they they give up touchdowns at the end of their game, and I, I, Russell Wilson is not scoring, getting in the end zone. He can't. He hasn't done it all season. <laughs> I think he literally still has more bathrooms in his house than touchdowns on the field. So, uh, I mean, um, I just I, I'm not taking. I can't pick a play on this game. If I had to pick a play for the sake of conversation, I love the Ravens minus eight and a half, but I will never throw my money on them again for, for at least the rest of the year. Yeah, Huff, uh, another another trip I got to throw your way. I don't know how the Broncos are going to cover eight and a half points when they put zero on the scoreboard every week. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I'm. The Ravens are. I don't. When's the when's the last time the Ravens have scored more than twenty? They're not going to need to. Yeah, I don't think they do either. I don't think that the Broncos can do much at all. Like, they they released Melvin Gordon. I don't know why. That's a weird team. I just want people to be fired. I want that team to be scrapped. I mean, they're going to run it back with the Russ, obviously, next year. It's what they have to do. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens maybe in a money line play. Or it's the team. right thing to do. you gotta get you got to get hacked the fuck out. I love, I love being able to tease the Ravens this week to two and a half. That'll be my favorite play. Maybe you'll see that in a two-teamer for me. Um, if you can get the Ravens at two and a half with the Justin Tucker leg against the Denver Broncos, and they're in the Baltimore Baltimore's going to be salty after that loss last week, too. They're going to come out rolling. I, I love Lamar to have a big game. It's his contract year. We were talking about him being an MVP, pegged him as that, and this is one of the best teams in the league. They'll get back to it. That's going to be a playoff team come the end of the season. So um, I think I think they handle Denver easily. Um, eight and a half is just way too much for any football team. Backdoor coverage scare me. So it'll be a tease down to two and a half, most likely. Interesting game there. Not sure what I think about that eight half eight and a half point spread. It's a tough one. Next game up is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Atlanta Falcons. The Steelers, the favorite here at just one and a half. Their money line sitting at minus one oh eight in the over under, sitting at forty two and a half. No trends for me here. Hoff, let's send it over to you. Do you think the Steelers can take care of business in Atlanta? Um, I think there's a lot of things depending on this game going in. Obviously, last week the Steelers lost Najee Harris to injury in the middle of the game. Sounds like a no. Um, <laughs> what'd you say? Sounds like a no to Jesse's question. Long way to say no. 
No, but I th- no, I was saying I think there's a lot of things going into that. I think if you can have Najee Harris in this game, um, I think that's a big if. Though obviously he's had the foot injuries throughout the season, um, but Jalen Warren, Ace, we've talked about him. He's supposedly coming back this week. Um, I really like what Pickett has been doing over the past couple of weeks. The st- the growth that he's taken uh, and the steps of his career throughout the past couple of weeks. He's been getting better and better. Uh, hasn't turned the ball over in three weeks. Uh, that's huge for a rookie quarterback. I know that sounds like something like a stat to look for, like a pull, uh, something to just say about him to make him sound like he's an elite quarterback, but I'm not saying that. I'm just looking for baby steps. This isn't a Steeler team that I'm looking for a playoff win out of this year. I'm playing against an inferior Atlanta team that just lost Kyle Pitts to the year. Uh, their defense is, is their defense. They're letting up points on a, you know what I mean? Basically anyone can score in the Atlanta Falcons. Last week the Falcons threw a pick on the goal line. I know the commanders... Obviously, have been a hot team, but the Falcons just aren't doing it for me lately, and I was high on them the past couple of weeks. Um, I like Tomlin to go down to Atlanta in the Dome, get the job done, Steelers money line. Huff, you know what's crazy is I, I kind of shit on the Steelers throughout the year, but I I feel like I'm in the, the minority in this too. I think Kenny Pickett's good. I don't think he's great, but I think he's actually pretty good. He, I think he's got good rapport with his receivers too. He's got good chemistry with uh, Pickens. One thing I was going to say, though, I don't think maybe it's a sophomore slump or an injury holding him back or that atrocious O-line. I don't think Najee Harris is that good. Maybe they're better off with him off the field this week. We saw the way that Benny Snell stepped in his place. I feel like he's been doing that for years now. Um, I'm just wondering, does he still wear that mouth guard that spins the whole time? The the wheel or whatever yeah. it is, the fan? Yeah. That thing's yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah. No, Benny Snell's the boy. They had McFarland up, too. I'm actually pretty high on. They have a good running Dude, back. Dude, Ace, there. how about we were talking about you texted. You go, how about a Warren anytime touchdown? What are the odds on that? I go, I don't know, but Benny Snell's plus 600 scores the game winner. Yep, yep. He's, so even if they're without Najee Harris, they can get the same production with uh, the trio. And if Warren can come back, that's a nice X factor to add in. But it's scary because of how much we've seen the Falcons cover this year and how high our team's been on them. Um, especially in Atlanta, the rookie, I, I'm not high on rookies on the road. If this was in Pittsburgh, I'd like it a lot more. Um, kind of the same reason that I didn't like them last like week in Indy and I ended up staying away. I'll, maybe I'll go with, uh, some props again. I, I seem to be hitting a lot on those George Pickens props. They're so low for some reason. He's a great player. I got burned it's on that fire. It's because he gets like three catches or two catches, but they're always, one of them's always for like more than 25 yards. No, I've hit on his over-reception prop, too. The thing is, uh, you're right, though. He does catch long balls. Last week, that's why I went with the yards, because I was kind of nervous of that. But he's one of the best young receivers in the league. And like I said, that chemistry with Pickett goes a long way. Maybe, what were you saying the line was, Jesse, for Steelers' money line? Steelers' money line is at minus 108. Uh, they're technically oh. even money mm. with the Falcons. I'm surprised. I'm surprised at that line, actually, very much. I don't know about you guys, but I thought they'd be a heavier plus, maybe like plus 160 in Atlanta. Dude, Atlanta hasn't been very good recently. I mean, uh, they got off to a pretty good start. I mean, they're they're still in a contention for that division, I guess. But you know, you're sitting at seven and five. Had a few tough losses recently. I think they're one and four, one and three. Five and seven. Last... What? Five and seven, not seven and five. Yeah, five and seven. My bad. But uh, I think they're one and three in their last four. The only thing that uh, I am leaning their way a little is that they're a lot. They're they're definitely a different team when they're on their uh, home field. I think they're four, four and two on their home field this year, which shows that um, you know, they can get the job done done in their um, in their dome, whatever they have over there, Mercedes Benz. The place is huge. I wouldn't even know what you would call it, but um, um, Mar- Mariota's been 
kind of just doing enough to get it done at home. I mean, this is definitely a different team though with with uh, T.J. Watt. They're two and one with him back. He had, he had a tough loss to a obvious divisional opponent in Cincinnati Bengals, but this team has a lot more confidence. Kenny Pickett playing with a lot more confidence. Ace, I like your take on him actually being a being a pretty good quarterback because he 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 is. He looks confident out there. He gets first down after first down. He's um he's playing good football and he looks comfortable and he looks like he can get the job done for this team. Um, I, I don't really know which way I lean this this game. I kind of like both ways. Uh, I think this Steelers team is a lot different with T.J. Watt. So and I think uh, the confidence is there right now. So I like this this uh, Steelers team to get it done done this week. I think this Falcons team is um kind of falling off the wrong the wrong uh, edge of the cliff right now. So I like the Steelers to uh, get another win get another win against a pretty shitty opponent I this week. I would lock this in if the Steelers were plus and they're not, so I'm, I'm going to stay away, sadly. But I think the Steelers do get it done. But it's a must-win for the Falcons, which is so scary. Not, I mean, it, I they've guess been it They've been in that situation before, and have they ever come up big? <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but, I mean, kind of back to what you're saying, kind of, I, I don't know why I think this is a pick game, is the offense for the Steelers has kind of been rolling the past couple of weeks. You put up 30 on – you put up all those points on, ball, or on Cincinnati – uh, 24 points on primetime, Monday night football road game, um, pick at the game-winning drive. This offense has been scoring uh, points. They're finally getting balls downfield. Najee has looked better. I know, obviously, we just said he's going to be injured and miss this game, most likely. Um, but, I don't know, Pickett is able to get out of the pocket and extend plays, get down. He's able to use his legs, get a first down. I really like what he's been able to do. Um, he's a fun quarterback to watch week in and week out. And, I'm, like I said, towards the end of the season, I just – Please draft an offensive lineman. That is all I ask. And I know they're going to pick a linebacker, but here's me right now in what? November 30th, 2022, five months in advance. We need a lineman. They're not going to get him, but get Pickett, get Pickett and Najee his protection. So people like Ace, like you're not the only one saying that. Like there's a lot of people around Pittsburgh. They're like, I don't think Najee's the guy. I don't think Najee's the guy. I'm like, dude, they got fucking Joe Schmo playing left guard. I'm like, I, you can't run behind that offensive line, and it's crazy also, that's pick, that Pickett's doing what he's able to do. Also, pump the brakes. It's a, a sophomore season. We see sophomore slumps all the time. Injury-riddled, battle line. You're right. But something, Mike Tomlin, Steelers stat, brass, if you can hear me, um, you can't replace Ryan Shazier. Stop trying. And Devin Bush was the biggest reach in the world. That's my two cents it's just another 1 o'clock game on the slate, but I'm hoping for a Steelers W there. We'll see what happens in Atlanta at 1 o'clock. Next up is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Detroit Lions. The Lions are the favorite here, just minus 1. Another pick them at minus 108 money lines. Peace and the over-under sitting at 51.5. No trends from me in this one. What do we think? Trevor Lawrence. Mackie, why don't you take us away on this one? What do you think Trevor Lawrence can do this week? I think he's kind of heating up. He's been doing all right the yeah. past few weeks, getting some points. What do we think? Yeah, um, I don't know. This Jags team started off well. They had a rough middle of the season, but they're starting to pick it back up again. Um, obviously, a crazy win last week against the uh, against the Ravens. They ended up going for two after tying it with like 12 seconds left or something. Converting, um, nice win. Obviously, Ravens blew it, as always. But um, I don't know. I, I was surprised to see this line so uh, so close, such a so close to a pick'em. I really like the Jags in this situation. I just think that they they're trending in the right direction. Um, 
Lions pulled a few wins out of their ass for the last few weeks. Uh, Jared Goff looks a little better. The whole team just looks like it's gelling a little better. But I just don't think that they're they're on the uprise at all. I think they're kind of stuck as one of the lower teams in the league. Whereas the Jags have a lot a lot going for them. They're a young team. They're uh, they're finding themselves a little better. Trevor Lawrence is playing confident football. Um, even the defense stepping up a little. I think the, they're they're just finding ways to uh, stay in games and even like we saw last week, win some uh, tough games, win win games that they're not really not supposed to even be in. So um, I like I like them on the even on the road this week. I think they can get it done. Uh, Trevor Lawrence get another win under his belt against pretty ba- another bad team that, that he's going to be playing. It's so crazy to me that we keep getting these like even lines each week. It's it's like off like. They, they don't really know who you, you want to take. It's like Vegas can't even make up their mind. I like the Jaguars in this spot, though. They're hot, like you said, Mackie. And that Lions defense loves giving up points. Maybe the over is a lock, but you want to know who it definitely is a lock, and it's going to be a – remind me if it isn't. It's going to be on my card. It's Jamal Williams to get in the end zone. Guy has a nose for it. I think he might lead the league in rushing touchdowns. Uh, if not, he's very close, so – I love a lot of points to be scored from both teams. Uh, weak defenses on either side, so it'll be a fun shootout to watch, in my opinion. Give me the Jags and a Williams touchdown this week. He does tough, lead I'm guessing, the league. Yeah, t- probably a tough line against the the Jags defense, but I, I think he can convert there. I'm I'm right there with you guys. I like the Jaguars. I think uh, these are two teams that I took last week. I obviously had the lines on Thanksgiving plus the ten. And the Jaguars plus the four in that crazy ending against the the Ravens that ended up working out for me. I uh, wish I had the money line, but never going to sweat it. I'll take the points. But uh, two teams that I had last week, so obviously two teams that I'm pretty high on this season or have been over the past couple of weeks, uh, not necessarily thinking they're going to, you know what I mean, do anything or make any noise. Just two teams I think you can find some value on week in and week out. Uh, and I think that's why we see a pretty even matchup here. Uh, I like the Jaguars, like you said. It comes down to defense. It comes down to who has the better quarterback. And right now, I think Trevor Lawrence is the better quarterback. And uh, I know Amon Ross St. Brown and Jamal Williams have gotten the job done at the skill position for the Lions, but I really like what the Jaguars have at the skill position. Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. I really like this Jaguars team. Um, It's going to be the Jaguars. Jaguars, uh, I don't know if they're minus one, plus one. What is it? It's uh, it's minus one, but it's going to be even. I think this could be a team play for us. We haven't had one in a while. I actually seems like if Jesse's on board, then uh, I like the Jags. I like with, the Jags with Doug Peterson and the boys this week. I think a lot of points flying off the board, but Lawrence is going to have a day. Jags money line minus one hundred eight. I like it, boys. Look forward to that on Sunday. Lots to look forward to on Sunday. The next game up is the Tennessee Titans at the Philadelphia Eagles. We have the Eagles favorited here at minus five and a half points. Their money line sitting at minus 225 and the over-under sitting at 44 and a half. The trends I got here are that the Titans are 10-3 and three against the spread in their last 13 games when playing as the underdog, 8-1 and one against the spread in their last nine, and 5-1 and one straight up in their last six games against Philadelphia. But we do we think this year's Philadelphia team is going to take down the Titans? Huff, you want to get us going here? Yeah. This is a very interesting game, obviously. Um, You have the very good Titans, in my opinion. This team is, obviously, the past couple of weeks we've taken them. I know, Mac, you had them, was it last week? Ace, yeah, you had them. I I had them. I took them with the the alternate spread, which was nice, too, against the 
the Packers in prime time. Yeah, I knew someone had them, and I had them a couple weeks ago. They've, it's a team I've had my on for the past couple of weeks. Um, the Titans are obviously a pretty good team heading to Philly. Obviously, Philly's 10-1. and one. We know what they are, and I've kind of said my opinion on them. I think they're a pretty good team, but uh, kind of a midseason slump for the Eagles over the past couple of weeks, and that's interesting to say. Obviously, they're still 10-1, and one, uh, the loss to the Commanders, and then a squeak-out win against the Packers. I know it didn't really ever look like the Eagles were going to lose that game, but uh, push on the spread. I like the Eagles in this spot, minus 5.5, and, and one play I really, really, really like is – A.J. Brown, anytime touchdown, revenge game against his old team that traded him on draft day. I really like A.J. to get in the end zone. I like the Eagles, minus 5.5. Looks like I might be able to get a minus 5. Um, I like the Eagles. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to really disagree with you in, in, on this one, Huff. Um, Titans are a little bit different than the rest of the Eagles' schedule, and it's that they're actually healthy and good and have all their weapons to go at them full force. Um Every good team we've seen the Eagles play this year, we've seen them play the Cowboys without Dak, we've seen play the Vikings with, with, on pri, uh, prime time with Kirk Cousins on week two. Knew it was going to happen there. Um, they haven't really been tested against anyone good. I mean, they, they beat the Colts the other week uh, 16-15, I think, on a last-second touchdown. They were down the entire the entire game. Um, I just don't – I don't know. This Eagles team, they're very good. They're 9-1. and one. But they're not one of the best teams one. in the league, in my opinion. And I don't even think they're the best team in the NFC East. Could be a little biased, but uh, I I don't I don't think they are. Um, I, Ace looking at me like I'm uh, crazy, but I don't know. Look, look back at the stats a little, but um, I just uh, I, I think I like the Titans here. I like I think everyone's going to be on the Eagles. Everyone's really high on the Eagles. I know I'm high on, J- on Jalen Hurts, and I've been saying how good he is. But uh, this is a real test for the Eagles and. Their defense is going to see something a little different than what they've seen, um, and I think they're going to get get, get off to a to a, r- a rough start. Uh, they're they're going to be down a few touchdowns and have to uh, crawl up from behind. I don't think they're going to be able to to get it done. I think I like the Titans to win this game outright. Um, Eagles they got to lose some games. They're not they're not one of the best teams in the uh, that we've seen in this, in this past decade or so. So uh, I see you get they got to they got to lose some games. I think this is one that they can definitely lose. You know what's crazy, Mackie, is I agree with like almost every point you brought up except for one, and that's the fact that I think the Eagles win this game. Um, I'm honestly leading that that Eagles minus five. <clears throat> but you're right. They've had a fraudulent schedule. They haven't played a good quarterback. They haven't played a good team. But when I look at the matchups between these two teams, this is a great matchup for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They have this the, game I, of the week, in my opinion. I could see that, too. It's one of the top think... teams in that. This is the reigning AFC regular regular season champion going up against one of the hottest teams in the NFL but when we look at it let's break it down for a second Derek Henry is the best offensive piece on the Tennessee Titans right look at that front seven for the Eagles they have the defensive tackles they have the big guys up front to stop the run then you go to the secondary I know Jesse's taking a prop on Traylon Burks I'm really high on him too he's one of my favorite rookie receivers obviously they traded AJ Brown and took him to fill that role but he's going to be clamped this week by Darius Slay and I know you said that they haven't played a good team, but the thing is they still haven't played a good quarterback. I think Ryan Tannehill is good. I don't think he's good enough to beat this juggernaut, which is the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think that the Titans give up way too many points. The, the Eagles can score on the ground, through the air. Miles Sanders had a career day last week. He's in a contract year. Let's not forget that. He's been eating. Um, I know Dallas Goddard being out is, I don't, I don't know if he's back yet or if he's done for the year or whatnot, what's going on with him. But it seems to be they're not even skipping a beat without him. They're they're throwing the ball to everybody because so much coverage is going to A.J. Brown. 
And then when nothing's there, Jalen Hurts is making it happen with his legs. I'm going to take the Eagles minus five. That might be on my card. I'm really high on the Titans. I think they're a great team. And they're going to be in the playoffs this year, win that division. But I think this week the Eagles handle. Yeah, that was, you made some good points there. That's how you, that's how you really back up a pick. <laughs> it, it, it's true. I I just think it's a great matchup. That Titans defense is really weak, in my opinion. Yeah, I know you're they right have Jeffrey about Simmons. that. And, uh... That that all the Tennessee offense does revolve around Derrick Henry. You know that front seven is just a, a brick wall. So you know it's it'll be cool to see uh, what Ty- Ryan Tannehill can do. Um, I think Tannehill's good. Yeah, he's good. He's definitely not. Elite. He's not bad. I asked you this last week: Who are you taking, Tannehill or Kirk Cousins? Tannehill. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I'm taking Cousins. I it's don't know. <laughs> Tannehill's Those more consistent in the. W- Tannehill's more consistent, and he wins in bigger games. I can't go against that. But I'd probably take Tannehill, what a, too. But, uh, what about the help Kirk Cousins has? What do you mean? He has Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and Adam Thielen. Yeah, but he hasn't always yeah, had Justin Jefferson. And the, okay, Tannehill. Adam, Adam Thielen is... Come on. Didn't he have Diggs and Thielen before? <laughs> like, come on. That was before Diggs was really Diggs, though. Diggs wasn't... What do you mean? Like everyone will tell you right now that Diggs was no one who he used to be when he was in Minnesota. I love Mike, him. Vikings Minnesota, have always had a great defense been. up there too, though. That Titans team. He he hasn't had besides Henry. What has he really had to work with? Kevin Byard and Just, Justin Simmons. The ball. Jeffrey Simmons, my bad. Yeah, I was gonna say Justin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Both studs on defense, very. But uh, yeah, this is gonna be Huff said. This is definitely the game of the week. This is gonna be my favorite on the watch. Um. Yeah, great game. Two playoff teams, two heavyweights going at it. But also the fact it's in Philly, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I love yeah. that. So I, I'm I'm riding minus five with Huff here. I think Miles Sanders definitely gets in. I Eagles team total maybe too. But you never know with the way Mike Vrabel has the Titans playing. Mackey's got the Titans hat on. I know it's a Houston Oilers hat. We debated that before, so he has to rock with them. But uh, I'll call it a Titans. You get a ju- you, you get a, you get a juicy line with that team. <laughs> Mackey call it a Titans. Mackie, if you uh, if you end up taking this, would it be, this be something you consider on your card or no? Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm already looking into it. And your line is at what? <laughs> I don't know. Five. No. It's like oh, he's buying oh, you... a car. Yeah, I'm already looking into it, dude. Yeah. I, yeah. I am. I'm... No. Oh, you're taking him. You're taking him with the points. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I'm definitely looking. There's so you much value take on that. One. I think they're sitting at plus plus two two hundred two or something like that. That's crazy. Um, See, so you want. Just something to think about. Would you consider doing what I did with the Packers a few weeks ago? You go alternate minus one and a half or minus two and a half, get a a, a crazy line there? Because most football know. games are won by more than a couple. I've literally never done that. I've never even thought about doing that. It's actually like, it's, it's really smart. I've, for, d- I've done that before. If you're going to take the underdog, just take them by a field goal. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did two weeks they, in a row now on two unit plays no, and it hit. I'd rather take him like minus one and a half. See what they, see what, uh, just, just so you don't little. get fucked. It doesn't yeah. move, it doesn't move it that much. No. Two and a half does, though. I literally hit with Titans over Packers. I hit with Raiders over, uh, who was that last week? Seahawks? It's because, like, there's common scores by two points that we don't even realize. 23-21, 19 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, you get a really juicy yeah, line. Why not, not look wrong. into You're it? Not wrong. Yeah, if you really look an underdog, it's. I mean, 
It's literally, you might as well take him by four. That is an I've interesting bet, boys. So I, as, soon as, you, as soon as you did that, I knew exactly that's why you did that. I'm going to look into it this week, see what I can do. Because I could probably get a minus two and a half, like over plus 300. Like, I could look at that with the I'd Patriots say, this say, week, too. I'd say 270. Yeah, Patriots it doesn't bump it as much yeah. as you think. Patriots will go from 155 to maybe like 195 if I take them. No way. Yeah. yeah. Minus yeah. two and a half. No, it's that's basically a point, taking that's a, a money and a half line. Point move. Minus two and a half not, for the though. Titans no, is I mean, plus two twenty. Did you hear that, Mikey? Say again. Plus two and a half for the, or sorry, minus two and a half for the Titans is plus two twenty. Yeah, see, I don't see that. I don't think there's any value in that play at all. Yeah, at that at that difference, I'd rather take the money. Yeah, just take the money line, a hundred percent. Agreed. If it moves up by, uh, but Ace, like you found two 50. really good differences. Mm. Yeah, you yeah, did. that Raiders cool. one in the the Titans one. Yeah, it, it worked out well. was that's, like plus 160. I was like, damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's that's why I went with it. I just, I, same theory. I mean, if you're going to win the game, hopefully you win it by more than three. But yeah. definitely something to look into for a juicy line if you're uh, down some. Very interesting bet there, Ace. I like it. It's a good, it's a good stuff. The next game up is the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. The Browns are the favorite here at seven points. Their money line sitting at minus 335 and the over-under sitting at 47.5. No trends from me in this one. But game in Houston. What do we think, Mackie? You want to get us rolling? Deshaun Watson is back. And yes, against sir. Against who else but uh, the Houston Texans. So uh, let's look into this a little. Um, I'll just tell you, there's 80% of the money on the Browns. On who? On the Browns. Dude, I am all over. I am all over the Texans this week. All over the Texans this week. Browns. Should we do I it? Mean, I'll do it. Off of, uh, dude, they can, they can win this game outright. Yeah. This, this line is so juiced because Deshaun Watson's coming back. The guy hasn't played football in two years. He hasn't played football Kyle in over 500 Allen. days. Kyle, Kyle Allen. I'll take it. Yeah. Are you saying that in a good in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> Bad way. He's fucking bad, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, everyone and everyone is gonna be on. There's 91 percent of the money on Cleveland money line. I mean, Houston gets blown out last week. Obviously, obviously it didn't look that bad. 30-15. Browns coming off a sick win against the against the Bucks. Everyone is gonna be high on on the Browns after what they just did. You know, you got. This is what the Browns fans have been waiting for all season. I mean, Mackie, I, I, I agree with you. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. I like. I don't Dude, mind the the, Bra- the eight, Texans. Re- eight accusers. Game, eight eight I'm, accusers I'm, of Deshaun Watson sexual assault will be in the stands. You don't think he knows that? You don't think he knows where each one of them are sitting and he's going to be distracting him? No. Gonna probably, there's like, too many of them. Foreheads and he's going to be reading it all game. Texans money line. I'm slamming it right now. Dude, let's team. Card is it on the card already? It. It's already on the card. Yeah, it's not on the team card because I can't put my money on Kyle Allen. But I do like your theories, and I do think that the Texans. This is this literally game. this is literally Colts over Chiefs week three. Yeah, I can't I can't bring myself to team card it. Sorry, boys. I I'm I'm sticking with the Jaguars as our team play this week. But I do tell you a bet I do love is Nick Chubb to get in the end zone. That Texans defense can't stop anybody. I hit a three unit play with Barkley against them weeks ago, and Chubb's a much better runner. Uh, 
Damian Pierce will get in the end zone too and have a good game. I do think the Texans can win the game. The storyline and everything. Deshaun Watts hasn't played in what eight hundred days, right? Like the Too guys long. have picked up a football. Yeah, that's crazy. So in no chemistry. Uh, it's just the Texans are such a bad team. The defense can't stop anybody. Literally, the Browns know if Sean Watson sucks after being off for 800 days, what do you do? You hand it to Chunt, and usually the Chunt gets it going. And they're coming off of a big win last week. I know what you're thinking with the Texans being riled up for the game. You don't think the Browns are pumped up for this one, though? They're like, we got our guy now. Like, we're, we're ready to go. They're 4-7. You know? They wanted to be 6-5 and five at this point. Looking at a playoff yeah, didn't spot. They, they won last week, though. They're, they're coming off, riding high off a of big win. They're riding high off Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, that, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not picking a side in this game. Definitely not. But I am definitely taking a Nick Chubb touchdown. That might be on my card. It's gonna be a steep line, but that defense is so bad. But it'll be a fun one to watch. I'm eager to see the reception they have. And you gotta think the Texans come out hot, no? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, is here's something to think about though. Here's something to think about. How many of the guys on the Texans roster were even there when Deshaun Watson was there? Not many. Oh, probably like maximum maximum five six people. Yeah, so that maybe puts a pin in our revenge game narrative and what. Yeah, it's still just the Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I I thought the same thing when looking at it, but then at the same time, I caught myself because I was like, "Oh wait, the Texans stink." So I'm not. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I'll touch this game. This yeah. Sean <laughs> I was like, Sean oh, wait, they're, they're bad. This, Deshaun Watson could win this game, forty-two to seven, and just middle finger the whole city of Houston. He's not or like I'm that, with man. You, Mackie. I know, but or I'm with I'm with you. I think the the Texans win this thing. I don't see a point to take Texans plus seven, but I'm probably gonna take Texans plus seven if I take something on this game. So I don't know. I'm kind of all over you don't, the place. You don't you don't like one. the Chubb Tutty? I no, I do. I just like the narrative of Deshaun Watson losing this game. I'm a Steelers fan. I want to see the Browns lose. You don't want to see Twitter cry when Deshaun Watson puts up a MVP stat line? It'll be fun to watch. It's going to be must-watch TV. A lot of America is going to be putting that on their screen to see what this guy can look like after being just in courts and whatnot for the last 800 days, like I said. But Imagine yeah. he throws sure. a pick. Imagine he throws a pick on the first possession. Hold oh, the, the Bill Cosby memes are going to be everywhere. Derek Stingley to the crib, first touchdown. Damian Pierce really needs to get going if he wants rookie of the year too. It's another narrative you could use as a Texans bump, and that that uh, Browns defense sucks. But yeah, I like I like I like Chubb, Chubb, Chunt, Chunt, real Chunt. Haven't said it enough lately, Chunt. You said it, Ace. Deshaun Watson is back. What will we see this week? Everybody will be watching. The next 1 o'clock game we have is the Washington Commanders at the New York Giants. The Commanders the favorite in this matchup at 2.5 points. Their money line sitting at minus 136 and the over-under at 40.5. The trends I got here are that the Commanders are 6-0-1 against the spread in their last seven. The Giants have lost five straight divisional games. And the Giants are 0-7 against the spread in their last seven games played in December. The trends are leaning towards Commanders, minus two and a half. Get us going on this one, Ace. Yeah, I'll tell you what. This is one game that will not be on my TV on Sunday. But um, a big game, nonetheless, in the NFC East. Um, NFC East, I mean. Uh, the Big game in the standings, whatnot, Mackie. Very angry at that whoa, comment. Whoa, 
but uh, these two, te- these four teams in that division are really good at, at beating each other and stacking up the wins, so I don't think there's too much there. Crazy to me that the Giants are underdogs at home against the Commanders. I mean, Taylor Heineke been playing good football. I know Mackey's really high on him, but I don't see how they can be underdogs here at their home stadium. I'm coming in, I was like, hmm, maybe I'm going to stay away. Maybe I lean Commanders, but seeing that, I love the... Uh, I love the Giants. Plus, I might. That's this is a spot, Jesse. If you could real quick, could you get me that minus two and a half on the Giants line? I know they're sitting at plus one fifteen on a money line, but with all the weapons they have and the way they've been playing, they're not going to let their season slip through the cracks with a loss at home to the Washington Commanders. So I'm definitely going to be looking at a juice spread for two and a half. Dude, the Commanders are a wagon right. Ooh, Taylor yeah. Heineke's five and one. Minus two and a half for the Giants is. Plus one thirty six. Hmm. 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 I might be taking. I, I. I might be taking that. I've been against the Giants a lot this year. I've talked trash on them. Mackey loves talking trash. I'm saying they're the worst, whatever record they are in the league. And I thought they were going to be fighting for a top pick, but after watching them, they almost. They they played a pretty good game against a really good Cowboys team on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I think they get the job done. I think they handle the Commanders pretty easily. I know they're hot, but if. A hot team. Think about the teams that the Commanders have played lately. They haven't. They won that Eagles game, right? It was a divisional game on the prime time. Eagles were due for one, probably a trap game. But I love the Giants this game. I don't know. Let me hear what you guys have to say about this. I love the Giants here, though. I don't know. I'm kind of on the opposite side. I kind of think Commanders is a wagon right now. I don't know if I can go against Taylor Heineke and Brian Robinson and Terry McLaurin. This defense just got Chase Young back. I really like what the Commanders have been cooking up over the past couple of weeks. Last week, um, I actually almost took the Falcons plus three and a half with Jesse. Um, they end up throwing an interception on the goal line. But this Commanders defense is no joke. They're back to that uh, kind of stigma that everyone said where everyone was like, Washington has a pretty good defense, but their offense can't do anything. Their offense is getting the job done. I know they only scored 19 points last week, but I, I don't know. I, I don't hate the Commanders in this spot. I don't know if I'll take it, but I don't hate the Commanders here. I, I, I just really think this is going to be a good game. Um, Ace, you were saying in the beginning that this is a game that will not be on your TV, but I think this could really be a shootout. I mean, both teams, both offenses have been really performing. What do you – I don't I don't really understand uh, the hate on this game, but uh, – The Daniel Jones-Taylor Heineke shootout. I don't think I've heard that Taylor story Taylor Heineke's 5-1. He's doing better than Mac Jones is over there in New England, but uh, – What's, what's the, the most yards to – Keep talking. I'm going to pop a stat real quick. Okay, Mac Jones finally throws for 380 yards. Now you're like, oh, look at who, how many yards no, is Taylor no, no, Heineke no, thrown no, for? No. Regardless of Mac Jones, yeah, I just you would, want to pull you would have t- never, Before Mac Jones threw 80, 380 yards last week, you would have never said, how many yards did this quarterback throw for comparing them to Mac Jones? Oh, Mac Jones, probably never Mac Jones has played before. Mac Jones has played terrible. I'm not comparing him to a Jones quarterback. I think I've said this on the podcast before. If you have a quarterback with his last name Jones, you're in trouble. But, um, yeah, I think regardless of that, the Giants will get it done. But, yeah, I just want to pull up these stats real quick. I think Taylor Heineke is a good quarterback, but statistically he doesn't do too much. I've always been liked him ever since he had that very gutsy game against the Bucks. Remember the Bucks Super Bowl run week one, or not week one, first week of the playoffs. They played the Commanders or Washington football team at the time, and Heineke stepped in and had a great game and almost won it for him. I, I, I do like him, but I don't I don't. He doesn't bring much to the table. Yeah, Let me well, see this year. He... All right. So since he started, you ready? He's thrown for 138 yards, 
190 yards. 200, that's a good game for him. 140. 269, that's pretty good. And 200. So, uh, it's not, that's a mixed bag. But in a divisional game, I don't think he's doing much. I really don't see how they put points on the board against this Giants team. I think it's such a big game for the Giants season. You think that the Giants are going to let this season slip away with a loss to the Commanders? Such a crucial game in the standings. No, they'll Bowl be sitting at 7-5 and five and still be in a playoff spot when they lose this game. I, dude, the Commanders are just genuinely, I just think that they're better. You're saying you don't know how they're going to put up points. They have never had a problem putting up points, even though you're saying he's not throwing from that many pass yards. Granted, he's not 140, 160, whatever. That's that's baby numbers, obviously. But he's 5-1. and one. It doesn't matter how he's getting the job done. It matters that he is getting the job done. And like, like Huff said, you're getting Chase Young back. This whole entire team is coming together. You're looking at a playoff spot right now. There's more. Nobody has more confidence in the world right now than a quarterback who's 5-1 and one sitting in a playoff spot with a team that was 1-4 and four with Dan Snyder in allegations who had no no talks about winning football games. So, I mean, this team is just as high as possible right now. They look like a better team than the New York Giants. And I just think this is going to be a really good game, a really good shootout game, and, and both quarterbacks are going to perform. I, I think both offenses are going to move. Do you think it's like going to be a shootout? I think it's... I think it's gonna be low scoring. It's not. It's not gonna be a like a Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen shootout, but it's gonna. You're be, saying compet- It's gonna be competitive. Yeah, it's gonna be scores at the end of the game. It's gonna be big plays made at the end of the game. They're gonna La- be detrimental. Last week, I last week I called those couple of value anytime touchdowns to for this one. I'd do a little same gamer, big hat Brian Robinson and Saquon both to get in. I love that. The lead lead running backs to get in. I I hit on yeah. that last week on. Uh, Sunday night football with the two top dogs getting in the end zone with uh, Sanders and who was it? Jones, yeah, Aaron Jones. Yep, yep. That's always a good bet. You can get good odds on it. So I I hear you there, Ralph. But yeah, I'm leaning Giants here. I might put the Giants on my card at minus two and a half or plus 136. There's also a game where I feel like uh, Giants, Giants, Washington, they always come down to like two point games. I think that. I don't know. I'm not yeah, trying it's to like, always gonna be a weird score. So I'm not trying to talk you out. Of, I'm not trying to talk you out of a play. I'm just saying from what I see. I That's a good point. That's a good like point. A... In a divisional game, maybe I don't do that. The the, the games where I've taken those uh, those alternate spreads have been out of division. So maybe you're I right mean, there. Maybe I'll just stick been, with that money. They've been working for you though. So I mean. Whatever you. Think yeah, but that's a good. That's a good point. Like the games I had before were two teams that are very unfamiliar with each other. And Chase Young back, I didn't, I didn't realize that. That's a big thing. But I, st- I still love the money the line. The spot. The money line, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you yeah. might see this. I, not might. I think you really might see this on my card. I, I like that a lot. I, the Giants are playing good football. They, they did well against last week. They did well against last. They did well last week against a really good Cowboys team. They did well, but like, I, I, I guess they did well. They had a good first half. I mean, second half it was 21 nothing basically until the. Bullshit touchdown at the end that backdoor covered, but uh, I don't know. I feel like once Dallas actually kicked it in and put, started playing football, it, it was just a two completely different uh, fields of fields of play that these teams are in. I just think Washington Washington's yeah. a better component. I think they're they're more well well put together and uh, put up more of a fight against. I'm eager to see if teams. we'll be clashing heads here on the card this week with these two teams. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I, I, don't, know. This. I don't I don't know, but yeah, I, def- I, don't know. I just lean Washington. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you'll be seeing Giants. I've been, me, I've been, I've been so high on the Giants all year. I can't bet against the Giants, dude. Every time I do, they just surprise me. This will be a fun one to watch for for sure, with a lot of meaning on the line to uh, play off. True that, Ace. 
Good stuff out of that matchup. Our last 1 o'clock game coming up here is the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. The Packers the favorite in this matchup at minus 5.5. Their money line sitting at minus 200 in the over-under, sitting at 43.5. No trends for me in this final 1 o'clock matchup, but let's shoot it over to Mackey on this one. What do we think is going down in Chicago? I think the Packers are going to take care of business against the Bears, even though I have not been very confident with the Packers lately. Yeah. Um, what's going Is something going on with Justin Fields right now? He's back. He's not playing. He's he's not playing, I don't think. Okay. Yeah, I think he's I, back. You think he's back, Hoff? Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. I'm going to get an official word before I get the comment on the screen. That's important. And we don't have an official comment limited and questionable but if he's limited on a Wednesday I would assume he's a go um well we're talking about two different conversations here if Justin Fields is in or out um obviously if he's out here's my logic here's my logic on me here's my logic on me thinking he's in he's projected 24 fantasy okay um I I think on this on this side I think if he was a game Mackie's time call. Not like that logic. No, Mackie was pissed about that. He's like, I'm not even I, that thinking was, about that. That was just kind of, yeah, it was just not relevant for me at all. <laughs> no, but all right, Mackie, here's here's another thing that might sway your opinion of Fields being in the game. So if you're a game time decision last week and then you get in limited practice starting on a Wednesday, so then you have Thursday and Friday to practice, even if it's limited, then you're a go. But at the same time, it's an AC joint injury. And we know he likes to get stuff moving with his feet. So, at the same time, think, Bears are three and nine. They have nothing to play for. Your only thing playing for is a higher draft pick. So why are you gonna good why point. are you gonna risk your number one your number one quarterback, your franchise quarterback? Also, on the other side of the ball, who's playing? Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers? So this game has a thousand question marks right now. He he's it's, that's not confirmed. I don't think. He said he's playing. I would trust. Him. And well, even even so, even so, it takes one bad hit to his stomach again, and all you got and, the, and here comes Jordan Love. And it's just a lot of game. It's a game with a lot of question marks. So I don't really know what to say in this game right now. I mean, I guess uh, with every question in the air, I'm I'm loving the Packers because the Bears are just a brutal organization without Justin Fields. But I mean, so many question marks in this game right now. Ace, what do you got to say? Um. So I just read the report. So Rogers said he's good to go, and he got good results back from his test. And Lafleur said the same thing. And they said that it was a plan, did not participate in practice today. I mean, he's been in the league forever. He doesn't need to practice. But at the same time, I think he's more likely to play than Fields, but I think we're going to see both of them. I really do. But uh, the injury thing, like you said, one bad hit, one miscomfort. And these are two important guys with a lot of money tied to their names that they're right out of the game. And these two teams really aren't playing for much. But we have to think if Aaron Rodgers is a go, he's going to light up that Bears defense, right? Yeah, I just... uh... I mean, it it can go both. If Justin Fields plays, he can light up uh, that Packers defense as well. But I just really like the Packers think? points here. I just think, that, yeah, I mean they've been doing they they've been uh, Packers Packers been giving up points too. It's not like they're they've been. I know they had a lot of hype coming into the season. Obviously, that whole Packers team had a lot of hype coming into the season. But they both obviously both the offense and the defense have uh, not played up to their potential and. This team just really isn't playing for much right now. I think a divisional game like this, both teams just could just be airing it out. Um, could be more of a high-scoring game if it's a, if everyone's healthy. But I definitely do lean yeah. Packers here with um, all the question marks on the Bears side of the field. Obviously, I think they're more detrimental to that act to the team than 
Aaron Rodgers being healthy is. Yeah, after all this debate about injuries and stuff, I think this should tell us and our listeners one thing. I don't think any of us are going to see this game on the card. I think this is a big stay-away game. Way too many question marks throughout the lineup. The Packers have been riddled with injuries on both sides of the ball throughout the year. Um, I've touched on Rashawn Gary. I think he's a, one of the best defensive players in the league. He's out. Um, so it's just too many question marks for me. I'm staying away. Um, yeah, Huff. Oh, one thing I do want to bring up about this game. Huff, great hit last week with that plus 290 on Christian Watson. I can't remember the exact stat, but there was something hey. saying he has more touchdowns than there's a list of guys. Just surprised to see him coming on so strong. I think Justin Jefferson was on that list and some other notable wide receivers. So, great hit by you. Mackie had that too, but... Um, yeah, I had that too. That Matt, the, the thing with Christian Watson, my logic behind that one, I'm just like, Rodgers... I know he has Randall Cobb, and he went to Cobb early in that game, and that was obviously a high-scoring game, so Cobb and Jones already got in. Um, I even think Lazard had already gotten in. I'm like, Jesus Christ, can we just fucking get Christian Watson on the field? And, he, like, he, dude, he throws 40-yard bombs to him, 30-yard in the red zone. doesn't matter. He's showing that he's not scared to use this kid, and he's really liking what he's been able to do. Um, that plus two, 290, I was like, it's worth it. That was worth it. You, the, you, the you guys were so high. If you remember, like, halfway through the season, you guys were so high on Romeo Dobbs. It was like, don't forget about Christian Watson. He's good. He's just hurt. And then he yeah. came back and he's turned up. And so, yeah, plus 290. Yeah. Nuts. I just I just think Rodgers has the ability to make any receiver look good, kind of like Brady with that Scotty Miller dude. Like, he makes him look like a, you know what I mean, a receiver at sometimes. And it's like, all right, calm yourself down. Let's remember who's throwing the ball. And yeah, kind of like uh, struggled this year. Yeah, it's kind of like Brady with Julian Edelman too. I'm, I'm not. I'm not even commenting on that. Not stick to your no rings in your lifetime. Guy watches the Dallas oh Cowboys. God, I'm wearing a Cowboys come on. hat. Look at he's he's hurt. He's mad. I said that. Do you remember when Tony Romo Maggie. fumbled that field goal snap and then they lost the game? Yeah, I have a, Mackie, I have a lifetime different. of pain uh, for uh, being fans. Right, I get right. it. I get it. Do you it. remember when Des Bryant caught it? Oh, me either. All right, Hoff, what were you saying? Des did catch it. <laughs> I was kind of going to set up Mackie for another chirp at you, actually. I was going to say. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I'm here I for it. I was going to say. Um... <laughs> I love how Mackie's talking up Justin Fields now. That's the boy, isn't it, Mackie? I don't talk up Justin Fields. He's a running back. He just has more potential than I thought he did. He's good. You can say it. Mackie, Julian Edelman, good. Cole Beasley. <laughs> Cole Beasley, I'm taking him. I'm taking him any day. Yeah, because Cole Beasley is a French Hall of Famer. Yo, if you want to go look at their stats, Cole Beasley literally has better stats than him. I will. But West <laughs> you know, you, you know, you know what out, you know what outnumber stats though. What? Uh, Super Bowl rings. It's all it comes down to it. Yeah, you know, I wish I wish Cole Beasley played with Tom Brady. That would have been pretty cool. Uh, what are you doing? Looking up stats? Oh yeah. All right, let's get into go to the references. Go to the NFL Rams references. Game. Promise you, they're very similar. You go to Wes Welker's though. Wes Welker blows them both out of the water. Yeah, I, t- I told you Wes Welker's really good. The only Julian thing different, the only thing different between Julian Edelman and, and uh, Cole Beasley is accolades, and that's because Julian Edelman got to play with Tom Brady. 
Oh, I, I look up stats, guess what I get? This season's stats. It's like, oh good, Cole Beasley had two catches and Edelman had none. Thank you. I'm surprised, I'm surprised you didn't, uh, Edelman had none. Yeah, Long- let's go! Cole Beasley Longevity. on top of... Uh, he's on top off You rim. can tell Julian Edelman's better than Cole Beasley because Julian Edelman's a personality on TV and Cole Beasley's nowhere to be found. I think he's an anti-vaxxer, so he's a, settle down. He's a, fa- he's a family man. Wouldn't you rather be a family man? I think, I think Cole children. Beasley should have cut his hair a long time ago. Julian Edelman just picked him up. Julian Edelman's just worried about throwing a hundred thousand dollars in the Vikings this week. Julian Edelman's the boy, though. is what you're saying. Yeah, he's he's a degen just like us. I can't find this stat. We'll bring it up next week or something. Oh, I can't find, find him. All right, we'll find him next week. <laughs> You can you can bring it up if you want. I can't find it. I got this year's stats. That's so irrelevant. It's All right, like, we'll find them later. Thank let's you. Move on with the thank you, Google. We uh, got four four o'clock go. games this week. The first one up is the Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. The Seahawks are the favorite here at seven and a half points. Their money line sitting at minus three fifty five, and the over under sitting at forty one and a half. No trends from me here. We're going to send it over to Ace to get us going on this first 4 o'clock matchup. What do we think, buddy? Uh, before we get into our takes on this game, I just want to ask you guys, uh, Jesse, you can hop in on this too. Do you guys think the Seahawks are a good team? There's so many. Is the, NFC the short answer, the yes or no. Short answer, yes or no. I'd say no. 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 Yeah, no, me. I don't. I I think Geno Smith is a good quarterback. They're I'm hot not right saying now. no, but I'm not saying yeah. They're they're cold right now. They were hot. They well, were right. Hot Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you remember going back to the beginning of the year too, I think Mackie might have backed me on this. We thought that the Seahawks is one of the worst rosters. I can't believe they won so many games. That defense. I know they have those rookies that are coming out of nowhere and turning into good players. I think the Seahawks team is terrible, and it sucks that the the Rams are so battered by injuries because this would be a get-right game for the Rams right here if they had everybody in their lineup. But you're without Cooper Cup, you're without Matt Stafford, you're without a running back. They have Kyron Williams leading the way. I don't know what Cam Akers did. Maybe requested a trade, but what before that even, I don't know what he did again in the doghouse. I see no way that this team wins the game. I do really like the under in this game, which is surprising because I've loved the over in Seahawks games all year. Um, what's that number sitting at, Jesse? 41 and a half. Yeah, I, I, I like the under here a lot. I don't see how the, uh, who's the, who's even running the quarterback for the, uh, is it Hunley? No, what's his name? The quarterback in for the Rams. Perkins. Number 16. Bryce Perkins. Yeah. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, me too. Somebody, somebody's playing quarterback, but I don't think they put Bri- many points on the board. Bryce Perkins. Bryce Can you Perkins. guys hear me? Bryce Perkins. Bryce Perkins. All right. Yeah. That's Huff, where do you go to school? Him, I don't think. I have no Huff, idea where he went to school. I just know his name. He's is he's not he's been in the league what? Three years? I'll look. Can you give me a quick update on that. But yeah, more to my point for the under. I think that Rams defense, I know they're injured on offense. We all know that. The whole world knows that. And they've thrown in the towel for the season, but still have Aaron Donald. You still have Jalen Ramsey, right? Aaron Donald is out. He went to he went to oh, UVA. Good. He went to UVA, UVA, and Arizona State. Hmm. Yeah, Aaron Donald is out this week, sitting on his first game since 2017. So this team is just throwing in the really towel. throwing in the towel, yeah. And they don't even have a pick to tank for. 
Seahawks first half minus three and a half. Love it. Forty-one and a lot for this game. To me, at least. I lean Seattle. I, I I mean, I just think that dude, this Rams team is the best team in the league at this point. Seahawks first half minus. Four. Yeah, I lean Seahawks for sure. The Rams are the worst team in the league. I think at this point, I think the Texans just beat them. Without Aaron Donald, without Cooper Cup, without Matt Stafford, who do you have? Jalen Ramsey. I, I, What's Jalen Ramsey? I, dude, Jaylen, I don't, I don't know. Jalen Ramsey's already over, overrated in my opinion. Bobby, where are we at? Thank you, babe. Tell your parents this. Wrapping you. up Seahawks, Rams. Am I good to I move know. forward to the next one? Yeah, I don't really have. Yeah, much that to game say is terrible. This. That's the worst game of all time. We should talk about the best, probably the best game of the week. Maybe one, of the, maybe the best game of the week. You guys said it. It's going to be a pretty rough game there, Seac- Seahawks, Rams. So let's move forward. Next four o'clock matchup is the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins at the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are the favorite here at three and a half points. Their money line sitting at. Minus 205 and the over-under sitting at 46.5. The trends I got here that the 49ers are 7-2-1 against the spread in their last 10 games against the Dolphins. As well as 8-1 against the spread straight up in 7-2 against the spread in their last 9 games at home. The Dolphins are 8-3 straight up in their last 11 non-conference games. What do we think is going to happen here? Huff, let's send it over to you. Dolphins and 49ers. Yeah, this is a, like, like Mackie said, this is a really good game. Uh, you have a really high-flying, I think, eight, however many, eight and three Dolphins team. Is that what they are? Yeah. Yeah, so this Dolphins team, obviously, their offense is very explosive and what they've been able to do through the first half of the season. Uh, and this Niners defense has been um, pretty up to standard. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens when the Miami offense is on the field and uh, San Fran defense. Uh, last week they held uh, New Orleans, was it, to no points? Yeah, 13-0. Yeah, 13 nothing. yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, this Niners team is rolling right now. This is a game I don't necessarily have a side right now. I don't really like anything specific. Um, but the over-under, I actually think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think this is a big game. I think McCaffrey gets in, maybe Debo. I think the 49ers offense is able to do enough. Yeah, yeah, true. I think that this is a spot where the 49ers offense is able to do enough to stay in the game. Um, as far as, I guess, stay in the game, I mean, I'd like the Dolphins getting them points, but I don't know. I'm going to have to see how I like this one going up until Sunday. Yeah, um, I'm kind of on the other way, on the other side of you in terms of um, you said it's going to be a high-scoring game. This Niners team has just f- fully came full circle, and it's just really it's, it looks really good um, all around. This they haven't given up a point in the fourth quarter in five weeks since they got blown out by uh, Kansas City in the fourth quarter. They lost 40, 44, 24, something like that. They have not given up a fourth quarter point since then. So I mean, this team it just has all the confidence in the world. Obviously, they got Christian McCaffrey made it a lot better. Like I said, he might be out this week, but even if the, even if he's out, I mean, you got Elijah Mitchell in that backfield. He's still getting heavy reps, and he's still playing very good football. Um, he had that injury at the beginning of the season, which led them to get Christian McCaffrey. But they're working both those running backs really well. Um, Niners are four and one on their own, on their home field this, this season. They're just playing really good football. Jimmy Garoppolo looks like one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Obviously, he wasn't even supposed to play coming into the season. He had Trey Lance. Trey Lance gets hurt. 
week one or week two, whatever it was, um, and Jimmy Garoppolo has led this team to a 7-4 and four record and probably the best team in the NFC right now. So, um, Dolphins are good. I really like what they have going on, on there. I just don't think that this is a game where they, they're going to be able to uh, – their defense is just not going to be able to, to, to keep up. And um, I just – I mean, that, that offense obviously has everything going for them. I just think that they kind of run into a brick wall here. They, they've had it pretty easy in the past. They've uh, – you got Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill just running all over these defenses. This is probably the best defense that, they, that they've played up to this point. Um, other than that, I mean, you got you have Buffalo, but it's a divisional matchup. It's a little bit different of a situation. So, you know, they uh, might run into a, a little bit of a brick wall here. So I, I like I like the Niners to win this game, and I, and I like the under as well. Yeah, Mackie, you brought up some good points there. Um, one thing I want to touch on, you said Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Honestly, shouldn't come as too much of a surprise because we've talked on this really last week, how bad the quarterback play is in the NFL this season uh, as a whole overall. Yeah, but for um, f- just for a guy that's coming into the season not even supposed to be playing football. Honestly, yeah, to... as a backup quarterback. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's got the uh, ability and knowledge to be a good quarterback in this league. But another interesting thing to look at is – a form the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins facing his former team. He comes out of that Shanahan tree. He was the offensive coordinator for this team last year. And let's think about it. A lot of the success that the Dolphins have had this year, being one of the top teams in the league, has come off of his offensive scheming and his play calling. I'd like to think that the 49ers have a good read on what he's going to do this week. Um, I think they match up very well with him on defense. I think that they, they just they have the knowledge of what to do against them. And you said it earlier, um, the Dolphins are a new team. Niners look like one of the best teams in the league. The Niners have been doing this for years now, right? They've been doing this since they went to that Super Bowl. Um, a lot of a lot of veterans on this team, a lot of experience. I love the Niners in this spot. I don't think that the Dolphins are going to have a good day. I think Tua is going to throw a pick or two, see a lot of sacks. They're not going to be able to run the ball at all, even though they don't generally. Um, yeah, I love I love the uh, Niners in this spot this week. I'm, I'm, I might be carding that um, or proper two out of this game. Normally, I'm high on the Dolphins, too, and Tyreek Hill, but I just think, uh, what's the name? Uh, Mike McDaniels, right? The coach McDaniel. of the Dolphins. McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. Yeah, if you saw his interviews coming this week, he wasn't as uh, optimistic as he normally is. Um, he's a little bit nervous about Nick Bosa. He's a little bit nervous about some of the other guys on that side of the ball. And like I said earlier, I really want to touch on that. He was the former coach for them. So a lot of people haven't been able to figure out a scheme all year, but maybe his former uh, coaching staff does. So give me the Niners this week to uh, rule the Dolphins, honestly. Good stuff out of that 4 o'clock matchup. Our third matchup in the 4 o'clock slate is the Los Angeles Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Chargers are the favorite in this matchup at one and a half points. Their money line sitting at minus 126. And the over-under sitting at 50 and a half. No trends for me out of this West Coast matchup. But what do we think is happening in Vegas? Ace, you want to roll on this one first? Yeah, yeah. I've really been, uh, I said this at the beginning of the pod, but I was high on the Raiders at the beginning of the year. Really been hitting on them the last few weeks. And they're underdogs yet again. Such a great roster. The only reason they're underdogs, I think, is because of their season and their record as a whole but playing so well lately and the amount of talent they have on that side of the ball against a banged up Chargers team that finds ways to lose games give me the Raiders money line this week I love that I, I think this team I think they still finish above 500 after they started what one and five maybe 
So it'll it'll be interesting to see. Josh Jacobs having a career. Another guy that's on his uh, contract year looking to uh, exploit that. Last week, I think he's been like the leading fantasy scorer, leading rusher. He's putting up touchdowns, winning games on the back of himself. And then you still have Devontae Adams and a few other guys on that team. So give me the Raiders in the spot money line. Might even card this in the 4 o'clock slate. What do you guys got? I'm right there with you. I like the Raiders. Not too much else to say. I like what they've been doing lately. Uh, like you said, you've had them the past couple of weeks. I think it's a good spot for them at home. Divisional matchup, getting points. Um, I'll take the, I mean, it's plus one and a half. I'll probably just take the money line, but I like the Raiders. Yeah, um, it's a divisional matchup, but you like you like the home team, especially in a game where it's such a close line. Um, Raiders do look a lot better. Obviously, you got that nice win under their belt last week. Josh Jacobs, eight. Um, he had that breakout run in, in overtime, obviously winning the game. Chargers squeaked, squeaking one out against the Cardinals. Um, probably really shouldn't have won that Chargers, game. Chargers are getting healthy. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are back. Yeah, they're getting a little healthier. I just don't think that they're fully there yet. I still think they're because uh, I think this Chargers team fully healthy is one of is probably a top five team in the league, and um, they're they're obviously still not playing like it's so. Um, I don't know. I, I like the Raiders in a in a divisional matchup here. <laughs> what? Do you remember the debate we had? Was it last week or two weeks ago that you said this was a bad team? They stink. The Chargers. Yada, I said yada. fully healthy. Dude, I, you what ended are you talking up talking about you. You bet them that weekend too. What you, you t- bet them that and I, weekend and I too. won. And I won because they're a good team. Wait, what weekend was that? It was a divisional matchup against the Chiefs. Yeah, divisional matchup. It's a completely different ball game. Listen, bro. Beginning of the season, I had the Chiefs going thirteen and four. That's an injured team. They're not good injured. Like you're not. So like, are the not, Chargers? Are the Chargers a good team or not a good team? Let me hear you say it. Right now, like injured or not injured? Are, are the Chargers so, a good team or are they a bad team? They're not a good team, no. Dude, what are you? T- they okay. just literally squeaked one out by the by the skin of their teeth against the Cardinals. I, I, one of the worst teams. They out don't of the- ask how. They do not ask how. You're just making me seem like I'm contradicting team. myself, and I'm not really contradicting myself at all. I said at the beginning of the season. This, who, do you, who do you like this week, though? I just said the Raiders before you even started all this. All this. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I had to bring it up. You chirped me on the podcast, and then you bet them that weekend. Just because, dude, you bet on bad teams all the time. Like you make it seem like I'm contradicting myself. I'm not contradicting myself at all. <laughs> just had to bring it up. Just had to bring it. You take a team with a spread. You know the spread makes the game a little even, right? It's it's the point of a spread. I hear you. I still think they're a good team, but I just wanted to see your thought on it. Well, nothing's really changed. This will be a good one for sure, though. I like the Raiders. Um, Chargers are a good team, though, so it's not going to be an easy easy game. At least, but we'll see. Going to be an interesting 4 o'clock matchup there. Curious to see what uh, Ace and Mackie decide on that one. And our last 4 o'clock matchup is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Chiefs are the favorite here at 2.5 points. Their money line sitting at minus 132 and the total at 52.5. Bunch of trends for this game from me. The Chiefs are 20-2 and two straight up in their last 22 games played in December. The Bengals are 16-3 and three against the spread in their past 19 games. The Chiefs are 3-8 and eight straight up in their past 11 games against the Bengals. Chiefs are 1-7 against the spread in their last 8 conference games. And the Bengals are 7-1 against the spread in their last 8 home games. Lots of trends there. 
lots of varying opinions. Let's send it over to Ace. Start us off on this last 4 o'clock matchup. Yeah, Mackie, going off of our last conversation, I think we can both agree these are two very good teams here. Am I wrong? Um, No, you're not wrong. All right, thank you. But uh, I think we kind of jumped the gun dubbing the uh, Titans-Eagles game game of the week here. This really might be the game of the week, um, especially after that. It's the first matchup they've had since that uh, AFC championship game where Burrow kind of stole the show from Patrick Mahomes in his own stadium. So I'm looking at Mahomes to come out and really rule this week. Uh, I love the over in this game. Two of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. I think we went over this when we were naming top five quarterbacks in the league. Two of the best quarterbacks out there with weak secondaries. I know the Bengals have been playing pretty decent, but I love the Chiefs in this spot. Uh, what do you guys got to say about this one? Yeah, um, there's obviously a lot going into this game because what we saw last year, Bengals beat them week 17. I think we beat them late in the season and then you beat them in the playoffs. So, um, Joey B against the Chiefs, obviously Pat Mahomes wants to beat him. This, this should be a really good game. I, I know it's, it's, it's in Cincinnati, correct? Correct. So, uh, you know, you give you give a bit of an edge to Cincinnati, but I really like this. I mean, you can't bet against this Chiefs team. They're they're nine and two. Pat Mahomes is rolling right now. They don't lose games in November. This game's technically in December, but um, I, this team is just rolling right now. You can't really bet against them. Um, I like the Chiefs to get it done. I I just don't think the Bengals are really there, all there this year. Obviously, they're sitting at seven and four. Their offense has shown has shown uh they've been able to get it done. Jamar Chase is back this week. I just think uh, they're, they're 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 too up and down to to take them against a team that's playing as good as the Chiefs are right now. How good Pat Mahomes is playing right now. The team's just him and Kelsey right now are just better than even they've ever been before, and that's saying a lot. So um, this team's really rolling right now, and I really like them to get the job done in a in a in a really good game. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I th- I think the Chiefs are the play here. I like them. Um, I don't know if I'm locked in on either side necessarily like I'm definitely leaning on the Chiefs um, but like you said there's a lot of stuff going into this game this rematch from last year at least teams saw each other twice so you got to think Kansas City gets their gets their payback here but um, it's an interesting spot these teams could see each other in the playoffs and I think Chiefs would wipe them in the playoffs just like I thought last year so I don't know the, Peng- the Bengals are a very pesky team that I don't necessarily like to bet against uh, so I don't know if I'll be carding anything here, but I'm definitely leaning Chiefs. But definitely I, don't want to win. So, so. I agree with you, Huff, right. there. I don't know if I'm carding anything from this. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Maybe it's the over, though, really, with the shootout between these two. But uh, I don't know if you guys saw that 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 post I just shared with you, but it was basically Justin Reed calling out the whole Bengals uh, receiving course, saying everybody's still getting locked up. And then Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase said? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Jamar Chase goes, let's put some money on it big time. So I think it's going to be... Like, all right, Calvin Ridley, calm down. Everybody get your popcorn. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, everybody get your popcorn out. This is going to be one of the most exciting matchups to watch over the year, I think. I think this could be a game of the year candidate um, just from the outside perspective. What's the over under again? Somebody have that number? 52 and a half. 52 and a half. Yeah, that's what I Um Love that over, though. I think they both put up uh, three touchdowns from both quarterbacks. So I think it'll be fun I'd do that over. Can we yeah. talk into that over? But the Bengals, you're right. They're a pesky team, and I've I've had them a lot on our card throughout the year, and they've been they've been cashing in for me. So it's tough. To I like the, I, and I like that they're home in this spot. That's why I don't necessarily love the Chiefs. But it's Patrick, so I can't bet. Exactly. That's why I like exactly. The, I love the over. I would do the over. That'd be a fun bet. 
Right. Is this the game of the week, or are we are we sticking with Titans Eagles? I don't know. What about, this uh, is the four o'clock game. About of Miami week, San Francisco. Two. Yeah, this is this is a good slate. Remember last There's week, some, or was it two weeks ago? Weeks. You remember a couple weeks ago when we were saying this is like the worst slate we've ever seen? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like week ten. Yeah, yeah. Schedule makers are really coming back to us and uh, giving us some fun ones to watch, and all in the four o'clock slate. So, you know, it'll be some high flying shootouts. Big scoring game out of that final four o'clock matchup. So let's move forward to the Sunday primetime game. Indianapolis Colts at the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys being the favorite in this matchup at 10.5 points. The money line sitting at minus 550 and the over-under sitting at 43.5. The trends I got here are that the Cowboys are 7-0 against the spread in their last seven games played in December. And the Colts are 21-8-1 against the spread in their last 30 non-conference games. Mackie, your Cowboys... I think they can do it against the Colts, but 10.5 is pretty hefty. High spread of the week. Highest spread um, of the week, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the way that this team is playing, they should definitely be able to get it done against this Colts team. Um, really, uh, they, they didn't look at the better team last week when they were playing the, the Steelers, and I just think Dallas is miles ahead of the Steelers. So um, They don't really have anything going for them. They're sitting at 4-7-1. and one. They Beginning of the season, they had the... <clears throat> They had the division um, eyed up. They want they they thought they had a good shot at that. Obviously, Tennessee ran away with that. Matt Ryan's not playing good football. Um, they, you know they've been dealing with injuries. Did, did DeForest Buckner play last or on Monday? Yeah. Okay. So I, I mean he's a he looks Run like he's out the end. He was questionable. But um, I really think Dallas can cover eleven points spread here. I don't really see how the Colts score points, and and Dallas offense is is more than enough for this Colts defense right now. Um, they just they're just really rolling right now. Everything's really connecting. Only thing, like D- Dak usually likes to start slow on uh, primetime games. I don't know what it is about him, but uh, he just always does. So maybe that's the only thing I can see them holding back from minus eleven. But I really do think they get it. They get it done here. I'm right, I'm right there with you. I actually, it's interesting you added that little ending point. I was gonna say I like the Cowboys maybe first half spread here. See what that's at. I've taken that a couple of times, but I've taken the Cowboys with these bigger spreads. Um, I think, yeah, I was going to say, you, I, I think the one time I had nine and a half, I got a minus four first half. It was hype. I mean, they, they, they could be up 10 nothing at, at half in this game very easily. Mm-hmm. It could be a very mm-hmm. slow first half. I like the Cowboys. I'm looking at that. I'm, I'll definitely be looking at that first half. First half under two, maybe. I wore this term. hat for a reason. The Cowboys are going to roll this week. Remember what they did to the Vikings a few weeks ago? I think it's going to be a very similar story. I think Matt Ryan even gets pulled in this game. He was begging to get pulled against the, the Steelers, trying to throw two interceptions in the first two plays. Maybe I hit that again in the primetime, that uh, Matt Ryan interception prop, because he, he, he loves throwing the ball to the other team. They're always open, which is nice. And Trayvon Diggs is a ball hawk, so... Um, I love the Cowboys to clamp this week. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFL. Best, One of the best defenses, top three, top five for sure. So I don't understand how much is going to go well for the Colts. I do think it'll be a tougher day of sledding for uh, Zeke and Pollard. For Zeke, it's not Thanksgiving, so there's no turkey leg to get after the game. For Pollard, he's running up against a formidable defense in Indianapolis. So I think Dak has a big game through the air. Over one and a half touchdowns. It should be a lock. I think CeeDee Lamb's due for one after getting snubbed out of one last week. But, uh, yeah, I love the the Cowboys. Probably by the half a point for minus 10 here. And if you want to throw them into a teaser with something you loved earlier in the day, now is the time. 
think it's going to be a big game there Sunday night. I'm excited to see what the Cowboys can do. And the final game on our slate, the Monday night primetime game, the New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs are the favorite here at three and a half points. Their money line sitting at minus 184 and the over-under sitting at 40 and a half. Good amount of trends for this one as well. The Saints are 0-5 against the spread this season on the road. Saints are 10-3 straight up in their last 13 games at Tampa Bay. Saints are 3-10 against the spread in their last 13 games as the underdog. The Bucs are 1-5-1 against the spread in their last 7 at home, and 1-7-1 against the spread in their last 9 as a favorite. So nothing really giving too many uh, props to either team. So what do we think here, Huff? Um, Monday Night Football, we usually get a closer game. I think too many people are on this narrative that the Saints have Tom Brady's number. The Bucks are at home here. The Bucks are starting to roll. I really like what they're doing here. It's it's going to be all the Bucks. I like the Bucks minus three and a half. This Saints team hasn't done anything over the past couple of weeks. Um, Kamara looks not like anything like himself. Andy Dalton's still playing quarterback. Get him out of there. Give me some Jameis Winston. Even a Taysom Hill game. Like, come on, shake up this offense. Something. This team looks so bad. I love the Bucks here. Bucks minus three and a half. The the Bucks have burnt me so much this year. You know how many times I've carded them minus two and a half, minus three. You know I'm the biggest Brady believer of of us all for sure. Uh, get me those six rings that uh, Mackie does not have. Huff Jesse, it's a good club to be in. But um, yeah, I, I think that uh, I'm definitely buying that half a point and throwing that in my card on Monday Night Football. Maybe I do that sooner rather than later though, because I feel like there's gonna be Huff. You might be right. Anybody have the money splits on this game? It's 65 on New Orleans. I, that's why I said I think too many people are buying this narrative that the Saints have his number. Yeah, but that was when they had Drew Brees and stuff. You know, like Andy Dalton's terrible. He's terrible. He put up zero against the Niners. And how much? I know the Niners are one of the best defenses in the NFL, but how much further off are the Bucks? Not much, right? Um, like I'm not. I'm looking even past Andy Dalton, dude. Kamara looks like a shell of. Doesn't even look like a shell of himself. Like he looks yeah. terrible. Yeah, they use him incorrectly, in my opinion. The literally the only valuable piece of offense they have is Chris Olave and he's a rookie so you can't expect too much in Tampa Bay too surprised the spread isn't five and a half seven and a half really I love that I'm I'm surprised I mean I'm gonna wait and see what Mackie says but this could end up being another team play if we all really like that but I love the Bucks minus three here for Brady to get back and control that division he's got to get back to 500 sooner or later yeah I mean I'm definitely on the Bucks here I don't see how you could bet on New Orleans Especially after seeing him last week. I mean, they even ended up taking Andy Dalton out and um, put Taysom Hill um, behind the center center because, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw. I saw a clip on Twitter. It was just he went to go hit Chris Olave on a check down and literally just threw it into the dirt. And Olave just threw his hands up in the air and was like, get this guy out of, get this guy out of here. I mean, um, how does he have just, a job? I, at this point, I don't know him because he shows. He's a nice guy and he gets he, the job done. And I love him as a backup. I love him as a backup, but how is he? Yeah, so, he can't, he can't, he can't, he can't start. And the Saints just really don't really have anything going for them. They're out of, they're basically out of contention for that. Actually, I guess if they win this game, they're not really out of contention for that division. But um, I just don't see them. Have, Dude, they, don't really, they don't have anything going for them right now. Um, what? Yeah, Bucks, that's this Saint. This Saints team is the definition of they have nothing going for them, and they're losing games, and they don't even have their first round draft pick because it got sent to Philly. So Phil, if the Saints finish in the, with a top five pick, the Eagles have a top five pick. 
That's team. The Saints team has nothing. That's great. All these, yeah, all these just, teams that are in the gutter don't even have their top. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't see. This is a pretty shitty game, in my opinion. But Steelers I do think Tom Brady. Pick. I do think Tom Brady does enough to uh, even cover a three and a half point spread. I think you'll see him move up to four, maybe even four and a half. Kings, Kings put Cal Peterson on waivers. Right after that game last night. He allowed four goals on 16 shots. It was he so came in bad. cold, though. Mackie, you know that. You're a goalie. Yeah, but dude, you want to no, come in cold when a team's coming in, Coming in cold was, when the other goalie gets hurt, yeah, it's a little tough. But when the other goalie's shit in the bed, you, you don't really have much to lose at that point. You can't really blame that on He was that. in the first year of a three-year $15 million extension. They put him on waivers this morning. Wow. Dude, you should have seen some of the goals he was giving up last night. I mean, they're they're brutal. Four on sixteen. Ace, you see the one that popped up in the air? No, I, was that in the second or the third? Second, he literally right off his blocker, straight up in the air. The guy's looking like like a. You had no idea where where he was and was, just dropped. You know right what it was? Him right in the back of the net. I'll have to I'll have to look at it. If you see the clip, send me. It was definitely when I was chasing those live overs. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll send you uh, both of the bad ones. They're really bad, but uh. That's funny. But to close up this, yeah, real quick to close up this Monday night game though, um, Mackie, like you said, this line is gonna jump up to four or five. So if you're gonna take the Bucks, maybe now is the time before that line gets a little out of hand. Great stuff out of that Monday night game. Great stuff across the board. Great episode tonight. Nothing else from me. I think that's gonna wrap it up this week, boys. What else you got? Anything? Nothing else coming from me. Thanks for listening. Um, see you guys next week. Let's have a good week. Week 13. Let's go. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, that's all I got to say. Definitely like check I out this. earlier. You, I know we're going to say the same thing. Check out the socials. College Here we got football, plays coming yeah. at you. I know. Well, Huff's got the college football unlock. Mackie's got a bunch of college basketball. It's really getting to the big swing of that. Um, I know a lot of people don't pay too, too much attention until after the new year, but Mackie's been really hot there. And uh, like we said, our NHL and NBA card have been really well, and I know a lot of you like tailing those picks, so definitely ride along. We look forward to hosting a podcast for you each and every week, so thank you for listening each and every week. That's all we got. Subscribe, like, and subscribe. That's all we got. Thank you. See you next week. I took the walk. Pull it. And that's going to do it for us on this episode of Hit the Books. Thank you to everyone who tunes in each and every week. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here. So please like, share, and subscribe wherever you can. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for our plays each and every night in the NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA, college basketball, and college football. Thank you again, and see you next week.